0: just want to sit and giggle it gives me the giggles for some reason being told to be quiet yeah
1: yeah so it is the 20th I always do you know what fucks me up every time I've realised eventually now it's I always start with the month rather than the actual day and that's Mm. I don't know why I do that it's the American way isn't it is it Yeah. Mm. yeah well I suppose we've got like quite a few American listeners uh, but yeah, this is the twentieth of February, twenty nineteen. This is Doctors in the Kitchen. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Parker Rodriguez, and joined by Tommy Vass, Hello, Neil McCulloch, Good evening, and Raptor alumni.
2: Yeah,
1: graduate, I guess. Alan Kerr.
2: Hello. How's so it going? crawling back, <laughs> <laughs> like a bird on its belly. <laughs> tell you Alan. Say that. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. Well, like, I think that was a Simpsons reference. Is that a Futurama? Right. Well, it's a
3: Simpsons reference as well. It's like Homer wants to get his job back, and he's like, "Oh, you is this you apply this, for a new job oh, and rather yeah, go through yeah. the door?" It's yeah, like yeah. all reapplicants, and he has to is, crawl through this wee dust space, and then Mr. That, Bird's like, "So him crawling back." Eh? Yeah. Is that
2: the Maggie? It's episode, one where he knows he's having Maggie, yeah.
3: so he needs to get a third job because he he is working at his dream job at the yeah, Bolorama. Right.
2: <laughs> What's the future one? Uh, is that Brannigan says they'll all come crawling back like a bird on his belly and then <laughs> Kep is like birds
1: don't ah oh, never mind Kep is like possibly the f- my favourite character of yeah, that show yeah uh, yeah so how long has it been since you were well we did the the kind of crossover episode yeah it should have been a crossover episode but really I was just lazy and let you <laughs> post it for Cinematic for the People which yeah is, which ended, know, ended up
2: being the, the swan song of that oh yeah show. that was the last the one, last one. one yeah 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 mm. Wow. Good to no, know the we raptors kill careers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking hell, cursed. Mm. Uh, you're also on the Monster Closet podcast though, which is a gaming podcast that we do with our mate Lee. Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, what's your favourite one though? <laughs> um, I mean this one, right? Yeah. All the We've got a lot of history there. Mm. Right, you need to see co Creer. Yeah, so this week, uh, I think it was quite a bad week for movies. Oh yeah. It was. Mm. Yeah, this week it was shaky. I've not
2: actually seen any of this week's releases, I've only... Like bring in stuff that I've seen previously yeah, or Netflix yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, that's a wise
2: move. You yeah. know, you know it's a bad week where the front runner is instant family, which looks like a piece of
3: shit. Well we'll find out. We yeah. will. But do you know what the thing is? Paco Going by the trailer, everyone knows it's a piece of shit. There's no way this film's good. No
1: chance.
0: I, no. I sat in multiple films over the past couple of weeks when that trailer has come on and mm. Paco has looked at me and went. I was alright. I know, I was. And do you know
1: what, man? Like, bits of it were, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Unless you want to get into that now. Looks I don't like know. A, let's fucking shake things up. Looks like a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> it, man. Starring Amanda Bynes. We'll get into it later, but like, I'd said to Neil before I left earlier today that it has the corniest ending I have ever seen the whole film's like, corny the trailer's oh man, corny the, the end like made me want to fucking spoon out my own eyes it was so bad it just oh. <laughs> like do you know what it reminded me of have you ever seen you've, you've not watched evangelion have you uh,
0: not the whole way through no
1: like there's a few japanese things like video games included in animes like uh, the end with just like the entire cast of the show on the one frame shot mm-hmm. and it just says something like congratulations <laughs> that was essentially how this movie ends uh, that does not surprise just, me oh, it was so it really fucking doesn't. honest to fuck like everybody's just so kind of forced smiles all around and you know it's just we'll get into it later on we we'll get into later mm. on uh, did anything exciting happen in movies this
0: week well first of all how was your week oh, oh man he okay. fucked his own thing
1: because he usually gets out of me for that hey uh, I, I, it was fine. Like I went a walk down Glenifer Breeze Country Park which uh, I didn't really know what to expect, but like turns out it's actually quite a popular place in Glasgow because mm. it's like a, a really kinda high altitude uh, car park and stuff, so mm-hmm. like people can kinda just look over, you know, the the whole kinda Glasgow Valley area and it's actually really, really impressive. I don't know why <laughs> petted a lot of dogs.
3: When you said Glenifer <laughs> Braze, it just speaks me, like, that'd be a Parks and Rec character.
1: <laughs> like, Tinnifer. <laughs> hey, it's actually quite a cool thing, though. It's, like, a, a good mix of, like, forestry tracks and, like, actual parts where all the lazy bastards that drove a car up to the car park can't be bothered walking to it. So, like, it feels like you're in the proper kind of countryside and then they've got, like, a waterfall stuff there. It's, it's pretty cool. Hey. Tommy, it was yours.
3: Oh, I've been busy. That's what I'm saying. I, it it wasn't a great week at the cinema, and I only managed to get, see one film. But the majority of my time has been spent uh, rewatching the U.S. Office, and it has been time well spent. Let me tell you. I know you're a big fan of that particular show. Al. yeah. Uh, would you do you own it? No, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've again. I I really I, I will watch Roma, but I just I can't, can't bring decide. When's the best time? Because I've been, like, working, like, a lot of 11-hour shifts and I'm up early the next day. And I'm just, like, in between that time, I'm, like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for watching a seminal uh, Mexican uh, autobiographical piece. But I will watch it because I like Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, but, other again, looking at the showings in the cinema stuff, they either been, like, I've seen or, I mean, like, Instant Family. I was like, fuck that. Um, but I did manage to watch Boy Erased, and I'll talk about that later on. Right. Uh, but other than that, yeah, just uh, uh, the US Office, the entirety of it is on Amazon Prime. If you've not seen it, you should check it out, especially if you like the work of uh, Greg Daniels and Michael Schur because they're the showrunners. Uh, also, having watched Steve Carell go from that kind of comedy to his more kind of drama role, dramatic roles, he is quite the actor. I do have a, a lot of respect for Steve he Carell. He's come a long way yeah, from and just yeah, being a the and, Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, in The Office he can be... Like especially in like Anchorman and like some of his comedy films, he's just the shouty guy, and he does have moments in the Office when he's like that. But there's some absolute moments of gold. Uh, the threat level Midnight episode is absolute genius. Uh,
0: look, when you think of where he was at with Evan Almighty, eh? yeah. 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 Totally yeah. yeah, yeah, he was he yeah. was that yeah. for a long and time. He was that in Brick from Anchorman for a long time, and then he
3: did like Foxcatcher. And then he's in like, was, The, the Big was, Smart, and then he was in Vice. And was L- just... Little
1: Miss Sunshine is the one, the first time I remember watching a performance and thinking, fucking hell, there's something to that.
3: Yeah, I mean, i never seen Dan in real life. Dan in
0: real life is quite good, mm-hmm. quite But
3: good I know that's life. quite a, yeah, yeah. you know, that's not a laugh out loud uh, comedy, it's more just a, a tragic drama, is that right? Yeah, yeah. it's a drama. Yeah. yeah. It's got Dane Cook in it. Oh great! (laughs) (laughs) That's two. That's a name that you're just like.
1: Steve Steve Carell made the front page of Reddit today because people are noticing that he's getting sexier as he gets older. Is that right? it has been happening for a while, I'm sure. (laughs) On the cover of GQ and stuff. Really, Ah, I
3: I didn't know that Carell was uh, in demand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We
2: as men have that to look forward to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Because society is, uh, you know. All that stuff. We'll just get better as we get older. Society is all that stuff. Alan Carr, yeah. 2019.
1: When does that kick in? Just ask him. <laughs> I think we've
2: got like in our like uh, seven years or so. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Uh, also, to round off my week um, because uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, long hours at work. Uh, they've been paying for our the uh, dinner so we've been out and about a lot and I've basically been going through Subway's menu and I've came to the conclusion that the chicken tikka is my favourite Really? Other than the meatball marinara oh, is the chicken wrong. tikka.
1: The steak and cheese is nah, steak, it's, steak, it's, steak and cheese is, I, the and cheese is the I like a steak
3: and cheese but I, I really fucking enjoy it. The meatball marinara tikka. was
1: like my go to for such a long time until it's like, so messy, man. you realise yeah. it was crap. No like it's good but it is just you can't you can't, just, you can't yeah. eat it and not just end up a complete disgrace <laughs> by the end of it. It's totally. But is the steak and cheese is like Compact enough that it's mm. like, what's your favorite sauce? I get,
2: I always get a chicken and chipotle sandwich with a wee bit of lettuce. Chipotle That's sauce nice. is the best. That's thing.
1: boring. But like, see... why, why even bother going to? I I just said that and like, you kind of looked a wee bit offended. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. No, I, I got a I got a uh... though your favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. So... It's
2: not my favorite. I just think it's underrated, and the fact that people refer to I'm it vanilla. as plain is <laughs> is uh, a disservice. Vanilla is a flavor. It's a damn good flavour. Do you like mint or do you think that's mint? Nah, boring? mint can fuck. If I want. I like mint. If I, if I want f- a fresh breath, I'll brush my teeth. You don't like mint ice cream? No,
1: but... mint flavour oh, anything. I'm not man. into it. This is the second week in a row that we started it with just <laughs> food. Hmm. Hey, let's not go down that rabbit hole again. How was your week, Neil?
0: It's been alright. Not really done very much. Um, cool. Yeah. I think you've probably watched the most films um, out of all of us. I have probably. I've watched two things in the cinema. Or did I? No, that's a lie. I watched three things in my bed and one thing in this and mm-hmm. Um Were any of those things good? Yeah. Robocop's fucking amazing. It really is. Robocop <laughs> 1? Robocop 1, Robocop one right. yeah. Was
3: Was this after I asked you what's the best Verhoeven movie? Like Probably Robocop. Is that what spurred no, you to them? more no, RoboCop
0: after seeing Jennifer Connelly's brain? <laughs> that was kind of part of it. Um,
3: was well, that looking forward to an instant family? Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Right.
0: um... I'd, I'd finished work, uh, and I'd just wandered down to FOP, and I was just kind of faffing around and saw Robocop for a free pounds the heart You don't, RoboCop don't own Robocop already. Wow. Well, no, I, I used to, but i didn't have like a, Blu- the, a blu-ray yeah. copy of it I right. for a blu-ray Rob- blu-ray robocop mm-hmm. i'll have that what, what
1: is the best scene in robocop in your opinion oh, shit, oh, there's so many, many of them a of really good
0: ones. there's so fucking many of them man. like the Cause...
1: thing the thing that always sticks out in my mind whenever i think of robocop the very first thing is like the bit where he stabs a guy through the neck with his spike <laughs> thing like that bit is That's amazing, but yeah. i
0: also i also love the bit where he's just throwing clarence Bodycar through windows yeah. <laughs> That that is amazing it just I, gives no fucks The bit, lobbed.
3: yeah the, the bit I immediately think about is when like Alex Murphy's killed because it's so fucking okay
0: so the blu-ray that I bought was uh, the director's cut of it
3: oh so you got the Ed 209 um, so murder there was
0: uh, Ed 209 stuff at the start where <laughs> Kenny gets fucking annihilated yeah it. But also <laughs> when Murphy's getting done, mm. it's got the kind of it's got the extended shot, somebody mm. lifts the arm, you all that. And like the arm properly cut. I think off. that's the only
2: version I've seen. Then mm.
0: apparently that's just, that is the version that's on Netflix mm, at the moment. Yeah. What your have you got a favourite scene from?
2: Uh, I mean Bitches Leave is pretty good. That is also <laughs> um, like
0: yeah. Clarence Boddicker is, is possibly <laughs> one of the coolest bad guys out there. and the guy falls oh. out the window and has yeah. the mega yeah. long arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the, the one Tommy said was the first one that springs to my mind to, yeah, the, that, that Mar- stays with you that scene yeah uh, Crad- Andrew Craddock uh, friend of the podcast uh, he
3: up and him used to talk about that scene where the Ed 209 annihilates uh, Kenny and it's just great because right after he's completely fucking like and that, a bit like chunks are flying mm-hmm. off him the guy's
1: are like don't touch him! Don't touch him! <laughs> like, like, as if, like, oh, he might be he alive.
0: Might be it. <laughs> it's like, mate,
1: he, here's no fucking, he, that guy's dead. It's making me think of, like, the bit in Total Recall where uh, oh, a. Ar- Arnie, 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 human shield. Yeah. A, a guy's a human shield. That guy like, was already dead. Yeah, it's so crazy. He just grabs a random dude. <laughs> he was already dead. <laughs> he didn't kill an innocent,
3: he was already dead. But Paul Verhoeven really likes fucking blood bullet yeah, splatter, uh, and yeah. It looks
0: great. Um, I, I would go as far as saying that I think Robocop. Might be a perfect film. Yeah, for oh, it whoa, for its whoa. genre, for the time it was made. Oh, that's a five star it's, effort. Completely take take away Ronnie Cox's really extended arms near mm-hmm. the end of the film. That's the one bit where you kind of go, eh, "That's a wee bit rubbish." Well, but that
3: and some of the animation of the Ed Two well, no, see, I like how, that, I like yeah, how janky I, that I, is. I, I think really that's like really that, good. Like, see the, the way noise mind. it makes, yeah. like when it goes. It,
0: it adds so much to it. Even just but, the
1: design of that Ed Two is like. I mean, obviously it's it amazingly impractical, cool. but it does
0: look brilliant. Yeah. But even like, like the kind of, the the gang of bad guys, like they're quite in films of that era. They would normally be really two-dimensional, mm-hmm. but Verhoeven manages to kind of get you into a position where you kind of know these guys in terms of, mm-hmm. all right, that's the cool guy, that's the kind of reckless guy, Aye. and you can kind of get a feel for their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody feels quite well fleshed out. Yeah. and the, the satire is really on point. Yeah,
3: that's that's one of the best things about the film, as well as being like a really good kind of genre sci-fi movie. You have this satirical thing all the way through, it, mm. and it kind of does add layers to it, like the, the fake adverts and you know okay. the the news stories and all yeah. that. They're completely just the world has gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I'll say is again, it's just total left field. Is in RoboCop when the bald guy with the beard gets all mutated. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, like, that's like, whoa, like the... F- toxic waste gets done. Yeah, like he's all like, help me! And just like, also
1: really the uh, the game show claiming for dollars for some reason. <laughs> that's completely. Running Man. Is that remember. Running Man? Yeah. It's running Man, mate. This, all, so, is, is five-star the, Is the Robocop one just the I'd buy that for a
3: dollar thing? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's on the telly all the time, but I think it's Robocop one where they advertise, which is essentially battleships, but it's called Nukem. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there's and a- the,
0: the um, <laughs> what's well, it it's a hospital advert for uh, for hearts right but they're like made by like honda <laughs> I don't know is
3: it the first because the second one's got a bunch of them. Like I don't know if the first or second one where you've got the one where if someone's trying to steal your car, the, the second one, like, Magnavo uh, yeah. and then there's the other one where the guy's like talking about how he lost the account and he kills himself, and then it's like OCP because we care and all yeah. that. You're like,
1: what? <laughs> it's an advert. A guy kills himself. Was, was 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 it? Right again. Was it Robocop or was it maybe Predator Two where mm. they had the sunblock five thousand? No, well, that's Robocop Robo- two. two. That's Robocop yeah. Two. It's
3: because yeah. is it. It's because of the California sunshine, because the
0: ozone layer is over, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Those
1: movies, like, even Robocop 2, like, as daft as it is, it's still getting oh, Robocop well, 2 is all right, eh? Robocop 3 and fucking like, what a what a tragedy. Mm-hmm. What a it tragedy. really is, man. Yeah, Robocop remake? <laughs>
3: Unnecessary. Um, I would agree with you, Neil, though, Robocop is almost a yeah, perfect it's film. Second, brilliant. I mm-hmm. so had
1: Neil, a great time the other night. So <laughs> that was Neil's <laughs> week. you been up to my challenge? Uh, in mean, the, the three years to be honest. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, other than working, um, like speaking of Michael Sure, I watched, uh, yeah, probably in the space of like less than two weeks, I watched all of The Good Place. Is that Netflix. good? It's very, very good. You yeah. see, I've heard mixed things about it. <sighs>
3: really? Is he the co creator? Is he the, the showrunner? Yeah, he's the only well, name on I the might, start of the show. I
0: voiced the first three episodes of that and just couldn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that. I the,
2: learned what the twist was. Um, Does that matter? it's pretty important okay. like, uh mm-hmm. like there's three seasons so far and like um, it's unusual for a comedy to be like where the, the kind of the, the narrative the story mm-hmm. is like what keeps you coming back like right? it is funny and
1: stuff obviously is Ted Dance a
2: good in it yeah he's really good in right. yeah. um, it when
1: has Ted Dance never not been good in something mm-hmm. good point three men and a little lady I actually like
3: that one. <laughs> I actually was thinking about three men and a baby the other day right the actual setup of that is ridiculous because see the three guys they're all mega successful so why are they all share an apartment? They can all afford their own apartment. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> big yeah.
1: apartment. Isn't yeah, it like
2: San Francisco or
3: something as
0: well? It's, no, a, it's New York. It? New York but yeah.
3: but Tom Selleck's an architect uh, I think Steve Goover's is a se- successful cartoonist and Ted Dance is an actor but I'm like why are you
1: all sharing an apartment? You surely I don't need really. it. Rent's a nightmare in New York. <laughs> apartment. Yeah, I, I think you're just being conditioned by things like friends and everything else like Daredevil like, a, a failed lawyer just happens to own, like, the entire top floor of a building? Well, we were, again,
3: talking about, like, like ridiculous things like that. We were talking about how, again, the Punisher season, sorry, Punisher has been cancelled. Mm. Jessica Jones, after the next season will be cancelled. And I just started saying, we were talking about this in work, saying how it's an outrage and that. And it's like, yeah, but you get your network TV shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that shit keeps running. And then me, me and another guy were saying, what's funny about those shows is, like, again, like, we started talking about Addo... They just pick buildings to go into. It's like seeing season two of Punisher when uh, uh, Billy Russo and his pals, they just pick a building. It's like, Aye. how did they acquire that building? Yes. <laughs> it's like, they just, oh, that's a band we'll hanging there? It's Aye. like I was like, man, it's the same in Arrow, right? Because he builds his wee back cave in the middle of Sparkle <laughs> City or whatever. His, and then oh, he t- puts t- a t- nightclub t- on t- 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 top of
1: it. T- that was <laughs> the most ridiculous. Have you seen Arrow? No, it? I've heard you talk about it's it. So why would I ever so watch it? so bad. Like why would you fucking base your secret layer underneath a nightclub? Well, it's like, not just... it's not a
3: nightclub at first. <sighs> it's a it's a secret layer, and then he makes a nightclub on it. And I'm like, the minute someone changes a barrel, hands <laughs> up, <laughs> you're an
0: arrow. <laughs> it's like just... they in a, a room adjacent.
3: Um, I hate even even I fucking... still, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way you get away with it. It's like it's not like there's a secret passage. There's stairs. <laughs> I just remember,
1: I'm sure we've mentioned this in the show before as well, but like the two of us sitting getting really angry at the fact that all these beautiful, slim people just eat chips all day <laughs> every day. Yeah. Like, they're always in that fucking diner all the time. Yeah.
3: Oh, I'm a high flying successful lawyer. When she's never in court. Yeah. Never in court. And then there's that bit where it's like she's a major addict, and it's like she took two paracetamol once. And yeah. it's like apparently she's got problems. I'm like, she should be lying in her own filth, but we can't do that. That's a network TV show. We can't have people. God, people don't like that. They all need to look like models all the time and then John Barrowman's in it and <laughs> fucking How did we
1: go into this from your week? Oh because you watched the good place. Aye. Yeah,
3: right. sorry. That's so um, good though,
2: aye? I, I like it a lot, yeah. Like the I'll I'll give you the first it takes a while. I think you say that with every show nowadays, Oh, you have to watch the first whole season before no, you a end couple of it. Times But it does America's take a while name? um before like I kinda of was probably
3: hooked so, so, so does it see the, Greg
2: Daniels or Michael
3: Schur created by him like I'm in man, so I'm the premise
1: her. is that like she dies and gets sent to heaven but she shouldn't be in heaven yeah yeah and right. uh, and she's trying not to get found out that right. she
2: doesn't belong there A lot of hilarious
3: mm-hmm. so I've
1: never seen an episode of this and Neil mentioned there's a twist Okay, well, a poker face won't react. Is, I don't care if
2: it's spoiled. But tell me, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I you know, what just... we're doing here, yeah. other people are intending to listen to this. Yeah, yeah I, I, might watch I don't just... care if <laughs> Is the twist
1: that it turns out that she is actually in hell and her hell is the idea of having to live in a wholesome place? Okay, no, well, I'm, that's I'm, that's uh, Paco's guess hmm? for right, what That's right, his the... guess. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. right. Because, I mean, I don't know.
3: As I said, whenever I see Greg Daniels in. I mean, for ages, I didn't know he was Moe's, but Michael Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. In His office. Office. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Same as Toby. I didn't know he
2: was, like, uh, again, a producer and he directs Yeah, most of the, of the US Office cast, not most of them, but a lot of them are, like, Mindy Kaling and uh, BJ Novak. Like, they're all on the, the writing team. Mindy Kaling is, like, her character in it is one of the most annoying people ever. She's great. But oh. she is
3: really good at being annoying and I'm like, she writes <laughs> most of the Eps and, uh, yeah, and it's, like, fucking... JJ Abrams Harold Ramis Joss Whedon all these folk guest direct. I'm like
2: man I can't believe how much of an impact this show made didn't um, oh maybe I'm thinking of Breaking Bad what uh, who's the Cranston the, no 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 oh man I'm blanking who's the the, the direct? Ryan Johnson did he not direct some office as well <clears throat> maybe he, de- he definitely did Breaking Bad yeah maybe I'm not too sure but
3: yeah isn't cool.
1: that weird the Star Wars guy <coughs> yeah or the Looper, Looper guy
2: or Brick Brick Mm-hmm.
1: Man, no one for it's Brothers, so grand. weird. Like, just not s- seen that. I've spent like just hearing his name attached to Star Wars for the past couple of years. I forget that he used to actually make movies that were good. Uh, that's, that's not get to it. Well, bait, you in there. He out. made, he made
0: a movie that is good. Looper, no, Brick. brick sorry,
1: Brick. Looper was good as well. Yeah. But we like, no, Looper like, is only alright. Brick is his best. Right? Brick plans. is amazing. Stay calm, stay calm. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay calm. <laughs> uh, You've got too much else.
2: Uh, I mean, just stuff that I've probably talked to you already about mm. playing lots of video games. But that's not what we're here for. What are you playing today? Or that disappointment Anthem ten-hour uh, trial. Right. Okay. Not into it. No one Did anyone really... see the the uh, new bomb Very very short film. I,
0: I saw the headline for it. I never watched it. No, no. you could watch it at, like a, in the space of one of the toilet yeah.
1: for a pee. It's very short. Mm.
2: It, it looks was cool. cool.
1: It looks really cool. Apparently, this isn't his first. A kind of, of that stuff because, like, he, 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 he used did Halo stuff like, as well. Things, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, he was again slated to direct do the movie, yeah. That him and Jackson were supposed to be producing, but that never happened. And then there's rumours that Jim Cameron's wanting to resurrect his alien idea.
1: Well, I bust out the, the District 9 trivia again. That I've sure have said about four times in the show so far. Well, do you don't like it? Well, no, not that. The, <laughs> the fact that like the gun that they use in District oh. 9 is actually one of the Halo assault rifles because it was a prop from when he was going to do the Halo movie. There you go. It's maybe the fifth thing you've heard that
3: on this show. Okay. Well, what about Elysium is the actual Halo, and that was our prop.
1: Yes. <laughs> Man, do you remember when I, I didn't know what a party
0: was until or, <laughs> Elysium? <laughs> oh, God, I totally forgot that was a real thing. Yeah. Like, uh, it was during, well, the, it was during or, the, this was the
1: conversation the... about that movie that uh, you guys explained it to me. It I was, think then we also uh, talk about. Um, Broke, no, we
2: t- I think we talked about Broke Bag Mountain, and you were annoyed that they were making such a big deal out of being gay because you didn't realise it was set in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> well, even while you were
0: watching it, I think so. Yeah, like, I think, yeah. yeah it wasn't until we were talking about it on the yeah.
3: show. Man, I-, I won't say her name, but this just reminds me of one of our friends' ex girlfriends. We were sitting were me. Him, her, and our other pal were sitting watching Scarface. and tw-
1: boy, by the way. Twi- <laughs> 20 minutes into the film, she turns
3: and goes, is this set in the 80s? And the very first thing you see in Scarface is it tells you it's in the 80s, and that Castro's unloading all these people. Not only that, you just have to fucking look at the film. It's blindingly obvious <laughs> it's the 80s. What was yeah. the
1: thing she came out with to do with ghosts? There's some... Something- like uh, there was some about like her believing in ghosts or something that like drove Tino mad. It was like well, I don't know. He couldn't stand it. Tino used to watch
3: a lot of Ancient Aliens, and he was trying to stuff. He <laughs> would try and explain to me and Danny that there might be a ghost in that Volvo outside. But I was like, but there isn't. Yeah, but we get, we can't see that. We don't know that. And I says. There isn't though, and then he was like, "How the wall might not be real," and I'm like, "What are you talking about? The walls right there?" It's like, "No, we just might think it's there," and I'm like, "Right, we're ending this conversation right now." You're fucking—he's treating be a doctor, by the
1: way. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck for future patients. I bet he's in Aberdeen, though. Your ribs <laughs> might be broken; they might not be. <laughs> how do you even know your ribs are there? Yeah, ooh. <laughs> love you, Tito. <laughs> hey, have you guys watched Russian Doll?
2: No, nah, it's next on the list. No, nah. I've heard good things, but I've not got around to it.
1: I didn't really have any interest in it until I actually found out. I mean, like, just see, like, I'd heard people mention that it was Ken O'Reilly and stuff, and, like, I saw the the tile on Netflix, but I had no idea what it was about. And, like, you know, that it's kind of just skimmed by it every time it came up. But I've heard it compared to Groundhog Day. Like, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of idea.
2: Do you know what really sold me on it? The fact that there's eight episodes and it's half an hour long.
0: Are <laughs> they? And we have to? <laughs> yeah. I'll probably, oh,
3: probably um, that then. I watched... I <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched um, Dirty John, that new series on Netflix. I watched a whole lot of that. There's eight, eight episodes of that. And what it's, is it's It's based on a, it's like a true crime. It was a true crime podcast. It was run by a guy who's like an editor for the LA Times. But basically there was um this crime had happened and he investigated it and reported his podcast and they're taking that and they adapted into T V series. Got Eric Bana and Connie Britton. Right, it. right. And it's about basically <clears throat> Connie Britton's a successful uh, businesswoman, she's been married like three times before and she meets Eric Banner online and he's like, turns out to be not all he says he is. Um, it's fine. Um, The problem I I have with it is that <laughs> Connie Britton from the get-go is told by everybody, there's something dodgy about him and she's just, her head's in the clouds and it's frustrating to watch. You're like, you're being so fucking daft right now. It, even the audience... <laughs> Knows what's going on. Your family knows what's going on, but she's like, "Oh no, he's just like misunderstood." And then when he fucks her over, she takes him back for a bit. Oh, he's just I was like, "This is for, I need to watch the end of this." But I'm so fucking frustrated watching this,
1: so is this character. Is this based on? This is a real. This is a true thing. This is a true case. Why are people so fucked up? Like, the, I mean, I'm sure we mentioned it the, the last time as well, but the whole Ted Bundy thing. Now we're like. He's getting a, a resurgence of people who want to just bone him.
3: No, no, but you got to remember that, like, that, yeah, because, well, he's, yeah, he was a serial killer and that, but this is different because. That's this, not why they want to bone him. No, but the fact <laughs> is, that, he's, that? he's a, he's a, he's it's a handsome. He's probably a part Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like, man, he killed a bunch of people, but ain't he handsome? You know, like, what? It's the same as, do you say folk find
1: Venom? The, apparently, what? like, a. Not Tom the, Hardy, the actual, the actual character Venom, Venom. Yeah, there was, like, a, a Twitter poll that was, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of people had voted on it between who they would rather have them be shagged by Ted Bundy or Venom Uh, and Venom won I think Ted Bundy won actually I'm not sure that is a tough choice though fucking what man who would you vote for (laughs) you would think Venom's giant tongue would give him some kind of edge
2: yeah yeah there's a good chance that I could you know contract the symbiote from it Uh, so your your answer is Venom yeah
1: yeah then I could what would your your symbiote name be when Venom's Lady Venom in the movie like is is she hot she's Venom (laughs) she's Venom (laughs) It's not like this just got boobs though? Is <and she's> slender?
3: <laughs> that's, t- yeah, that's the does only have, that does, does girl venom have? Does the voice change? Because I'm sure it's the same no, voice. No, the, the voice yeah, the voice, voice changes because it's Aye. Michelle Williams. Sorry, but to be
0: fair, that I seen it so badly lit that you can't actually make out the yeah. shape of that body. Yeah, so. You tried, Neil? You tried? <laughs> I, I kind of
3: <laughs> blocked that whole film from my memory until I. You started
0: enjoy I, the? Do you know? What? On, I was fi- I was actually finding out it the other day that. It's a bit I kind of want to watch it again. Watch I, it again. Exactly. I don't need I was, to watch I'm with it you. Yeah. I don't need Talk to watch with it. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. like it. I enjoyed it yeah, on yeah. some levels. Yeah I, I I I I like, yeah, I didn't hate it to the point where I was like... I watch
3: it again. I didn't hate it to the point where I need to leave. I was like, this is a film that belongs in 2002. There's no place here. And I was like, you know what? I didn't hate it, but I don't care. And I don't need to care. I don't need to watch this again. And then when it just started making money... Like over in, overseas and just became like the one of the highest grossing Marvel films ever made. I'm saying like, this is unreal. I, I do I wish, cannot believe how much money this is making.
1: I do wish it still had like ties to Spider-Man though, because like Venom doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like like I
2: like somewhat like Tommy where I thought it was rubbish, but I didn't hate it in any way. But the only thing that actually uh, still annoys me having not having to watch it anymore is that Sony are going to think oh, this does well, so we'll keep doing stuff like this.
3: Well, that, yeah, that the the second one's a go. Definitely, Woody Harrelson will be in it as... And that's fucking, that Morbius thing
2: with Jared Leto. That's going to be terrible. Again, and then you've got like... What
1: is it with people just casting Jared Leto and (laughs) shit? Like, cut that out.
2: (laughs) Remember before Suicide Squad when he was good? Uh, Kind
3: of. Yeah, I mean like... He's good in uh, Dallas Buyers Club, he's good in Blade Runner, he's good in Fight Club for all he's in it. Um, I wouldn't say he's a great actor, but he's he's fine. (laughs) You know,
1: Back for a dream he was in that movie. Yeah. in Cycle. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That, that's a great scene. <laughs> it just seems like it's a weird
1: typecasting for him, don't it? Like yeah. A, now,
3: anyway. I, I mean, Dallas Buyers Club is by far his
1: his best work. He's he's really fucking good in that movie. Did you see like the this is I'm thinking of this is where our train of thoughts going in Dallas Buyers Club? He like lost so much weight because he was portraying somebody with mm-hmm. AIDS. Like, uh, did you see like the pictures floating about a Christian Bale in all these different roles for like the weight he's put yeah. on? Oh, you know, like, yeah, like actually seeing all those photos like side by side really hammers home. Just... Like
2: the, the machinist ones are like shocking
1: yeah. to see. Yeah,
3: I mean, he turned up and <clears throat> the, the director and the producers didn't even know he had done all this. <laughs> so like, That's crazy. Shit. But it's that way, he, he needs to stop that. He he's His body's fucked. Yeah. Wasn't it like
2: an apple a day and water? That was like his diet. Ah, it was
3: like yeah. that. Was like, and I he, kind of he like an, an apple and a
1: salad a day, mm. I think it was. Yeah,
3: and it's like, mate, we need you to be Batman cool. Cakes, burgers, <laughs> and steaks. <laughs> and loads of weights and press ups. Then what was it for this Before one? Like he he just fags ate a day. Of get the voice. Ah, he said that. He's like, how, how did you get on with This was the first time he actually went to a
2: nutritionist, but he basically says, I just ate a lot of pies. Didn't when Niro was uh, doing *Raging Bull*? <laughs> didn't he used to like melt ice cream and just drink
1: it? Yeah, it was it was something. <laughs> oh it was, good does that sound? It was so mean. Just banging. a
0: milkshake?
1: Ah, no, it's not just a milkshake. It's totally, just a milkshake. Yeah. And then there's like folk where I
3: remember like for um, *The Taking of Pelham 123, Denzel was like, "I need, to, yeah, I, I thought for the role required me to put on a wee bit of weight, so I'd like I have a hamburger, you know, before I went to sleep."
2: And you watch the film, you're like you
1: don't really like, it, I don't put on, you're you're, like yeah, a very baggy not... yellow shirt but yeah. you don't really look like you put on weight he well, just wanted a hamburger I think he's mm. like oh, oh like, it was for the roles. a <laughs> when, uh, Theron like, did the stuff for Monster mm. did she was that all just prosthetics she put, put on weight but there is prosthetics aye.
3: Right. But that whole thing being is like holy fucking look at her, this gorgeous glamorous model and then that because she's alright in Monster but Monster's just a whatever film yeah. it's so I don't whatever. think I've watched it it's, uh, whatever documentary documentary's better there you go. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking
1: about?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do we jump straight
1: in the movies now? Lad? Like, it seems like you know we're we're there already. I don't. I'm not yeah. a fan of the the whole just getting into filler conversations for the sake of it. I know you seem to like that, Tom. But
3: I see to like it. Uh, you remember, I used to have structure. I used to be like, this is the news. And you did away with, and, it, and now and now no we're and now we're one just.
1: Cared about the news. And now we're just talking. Like, see, like genuinely, like I think that. Going, like, raking through, it, essentially, it was, like, was it Dark Horizons? Is that the name of the website?
3: Uh, Dark Horizons, IMDb, several websites. The, I've the, the few times that, uh, that like, I did the news, it was, like,
1: you're just looking through headlines. like, is this interesting? No, but, like, we, not need, to you. we need something to not talk to you. about. Not to you. Like, I think not you. there's nothing wrong with bringing up a news subject if it's something you want to talk about and it's interesting. Like, I came going through it for just the sake of this.
3: just having news is, like... But I would also say, if we find it interesting not just i don't find it interesting. Yeah, no. i interesting talk about it
0: i think what paco was saying was is forced. correct also i disagree I I, I I think that if you if there is something within the news mm-hmm. that you want to talk about talk, talk about, it. Talk about well, see, the
3: thing is right but yeah.
0: having a, a structured bullet-pointed news segment is maybe detrimental.
3: no like when you look through dark horizons and there's pages and pages of stuff and i'd be like i'm not going to talk about all this because some of it is boring but there's bits that i would pick out i was like well that might be interesting that might actually bring up you know some thoughts i think but a lot of the time it also resulted
1: in essentially just becoming like the marvel kind of half hour kind of thing because it was all the news was always like, oh, there's a picture being done here or a spoiler here or somebody said this here. And it's like every single week it was just Marvel, 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 Marvel. Yeah, but at the same time,
3: day. there was also, well, uh, so-and-so's getting a green light for a second season or uh, oh, this is going to be but the next thing on the slate.
0: To, to be fair, we kind of bring that stuff up organically. Naturally, exactly, because you care about it.
3: I don't know about... What's we... your thoughts here, Alan? What's See, since Alan? we've been doing this kind of way we're doing it, I don't think we do it as much because there's lots where... I'm like, oh shit, I need to remember that, but because I haven't written it down, I Do, forget
0: it. Does that maybe mean then that a lot of the stuff really isn't that important?
3: No, it's because the, I work and I've got busy and I, and I forget stuff, so to have bullet points in front of me would be nice. Sorry to get all meta,
1: but like I like the fact that this show is very much just pals getting together and talking about films, mm-hmm. really unstructured and unscripted. Mm-hmm. the idea of it being regimented and broken down into sections is something that I completely disagree with. Also...
3: But because we are pals, the the, the the chat and all that comes off naturally. It's not like we're talking to strangers where it might be awkward. You know, things might get said that we don't mean, even though sometimes that happens and gets edited out. <laughs> <laughs> but the point being is like... Just for
1: people wondering, it's usually either me saying something stupid or Neil saying something because he thinks he's a gangster. <laughs> mm.
0: It's not true. Hmm. I, you, I, I, had, I had a point I was going to try and make there. Like, do you, you play totally like a more structured
1: a podcast, or do you like a, a kind of more
2: loose? <clears throat> um, well, and all the podcasts I've ever been in charge of, the news was always the weakest part. Yeah. Uh, like having having a news section there, you feel like you have to fill it, and sometimes yeah. it's just yeah. like, you know set photos or this this person's thinking of doing this. Like, yeah, if a big news story comes up, it's it's going to come up. But was there anything this week that you felt jumped out that you are like, oh, I want to talk about that?
3: There probably was, but I can't remember it all, because I've it been busy.
2: Couldn't have been working that interesting out. then. Well,
0: Somebody... But also, with the regularity in which we tend to put out... The irreg- ir-
1: irregularity, mm-hmm. you mean? So if but I have... Having, having
0: a new section of just bullet-pointed, oh, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, it might make it a bit more dated
2: yeah when is yeah. Paco going to put this up yeah That's I mean, always exactly. a
1: gamble I mean the last the last one recorded uh, I had it in my mind that I was going to post it that night after we recorded mm-hmm. it and that's why I, I kind of mentioned that there's stuff to do with Valentine's Day in there and then it didn't go up for like <laughs> five <laughs> days or something like it didn't come up until after the giant beast cast posted their thing and then it was like man well, we're just going to think that like we listened to that and then just recorded it yeah. the because like as Alan has mentioned in the past it's like three or four weeks in a row. Like we came up with conversations that then they also had, <laughs> mm. and it like it's not plagiarism, man. Like it's uh, independent. I can, I can tell you it isn't
3: plagiarism because I don't listen to any podcasts, so anything I say is all natural.
0: I don't know what these guys are doing. But obviously, listeners, you just have to take Tommy Vass at his word.
3: You absolutely do. I don't <laughs> listen to podcasts, even this one that I'm involved in, for the, the
1: nearly nine years. There's a lot of good podcasts out there. You're missing. You're missing yes. out a lot of good stuff. I've it out before, man, but like, seriously, if you don't listen to ninety-nine percent invisible, you should start doing it. You have said that to me, right? So interesting. I listened to like the first few episodes. They're like three minutes long. Like some of them are really short, but like the the more recent ones tend to be about forty minutes. Like if they don't have enough. To fill like a forty-minute section, they tend to do like two different stories that are kind of kind of related. Hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, you, I, I wouldn't say start from the start. Just like, yeah. just jump y- in. Yeah, just jump in from okay. the, the news. Like the ones that came out this week are actually really good. Uh, for example, but like the the guy like Roman Mars, one of the guys who's on it, he even says in it, it's like even if you don't think that the title of the show for that week sounds interesting, listen to it anyway. And he's absolutely right. Like I, as I said in the past, like there was one about Oprah Winfrey's hair. <laughs> which to me sounded like the most boring conversation you could ever have and it was amazingly interesting. Yeah. That's similar, like I've said to you, uh,
2: Neil, do you ever listen to Reply All?
0: Uh, I had to do that. No. Oh,
2: that's also a good episode, a good uh, show. Which... How many
3: podcasts do you listen to on a weekly basis, Alan? Um, right, you got four, that job.
2: Five, five or six, I think. What about you, Neil?
1: <sighs> yeah, probably roughly about the same. What about you, Pax? Bombcast, Beastcast, Ninety percent Invisible Rebel FM Nice, he's still to listen to Rebel FM yeah yeah like I did listen to Cinematic for the People before uh, that stopped
3: also uh, uh, you're welcome at all the shoutouts Paco's giving them <laughs>
2: he's, usually he's listed Stone, as Stone Cold Steve Austin does a podcast yeah, that, does that, a broken that doesn't
3: entice you there's times where like, like for example um, like if it Joe Rogan, I'm not. I never really listened to Joe Rogan, but like he had like Jake the Snake Robertson. I I watched well, watched that on YouTube. Is that depressing? It sounds like it would be. No, it was great. Um, same as he had uh, DDP on, and again <laughs> that is Diamond Dallas Page is a fucking. He's a saint of a human being, and I'm like, I want I'll listen to that. There probably is ones out there, but like, do you listen? Like you listen to. I won't say where, when you listen to it, um, but uh, <laughs> the point being is like folk will probably listen to it on the bus or when they're out walking. That uh, I just I'm not used to having like he- like headphones and you know what I, I mean. I
0: listen to most podcasts sitting on my bed. Yeah, I I mean I will maybe see, stick see on something on reading, YouTube and reading that reading, or whatever, see, but see I never
3: really think, the, think to like, do it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I completely understand that. Like when I started listening to podcasts, I was completely the same way. But, like it gets to the point where it is such a passive thing. Like mm. there's no plot to keep track of it. It is just like. It's like having com. It's having constant conversations with familiar people. Like I've got to the point where like
2: silence is kind of like unsettling to me. Cause like if I'm doing something that doesn't require like my attention, I'll put on a podcast. Yeah. See, like, I'm going I, somewhere, walking, driving. See, I'm. This, I'm I just I'm, haven't gone to that habit,
3: man. There, will be times where I maybe listen to music sometimes, but. Most of the time, if I'm on like you know the bus, or whatever, I'll I'll flip through my phone, or I or I'm out, out for a walk or whatever. I just kind of take everything in. I don't like yeah. I kind of am left with my thoughts. That's one thing. Like, I guess is because I, I you know,
1: thought I would listen to podcasts or music when I was like go, going hiking and stuff, and I don't I've never done it like which is kind of I know weird hmm. considering just how much I listen to it yeah. uh, all the other time. Yeah, like I mean I went for
3: a walk around Bell Houston the other night, and I I walked around there a, a bunch of times. But for some reason, I was like, I don't want to listen to a podcast. I didn't have a graphic novel I was going to read, but it started raining. So instead, I just kind of walked about the place and then there was a... I went by the bit where See, we had you, a well, barbecue, like and you, I kind of took you, a bit of You mentioned
0: this earlier, Yeah. That you're going round Bellicouston Park by a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Are you walking and I'm reading being, at the same time? Kind of no, weird. sorry.
3: I mean, I'll walk and then I'll maybe stop at a bench. and right, little that's okay, Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you, you would look a like a way. total
1: maniac. No. See, I've actually got a story about this, which is kind of funny but also just highlights just how fucking backwards some people are I'd bump into people if I did that <laughs> that's what we were thinking well, I, what I, I I bought a science fiction novel at like a second hand bookshop on Victoria Road and I was reading that walking down the street and I walked past the place where I work and the manager from that work at the time said are you reading a book don't be gay <laughs> it's like fucking what it reminded man. me so much of that oh. bill hicks skit uh why are you reading it's mm. like oh. fucking how like what is that man it's like it's not what not what i expected some you to some say. people are just <laughs> so unbelievable <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
1: yeah like the, the fact that i was walking and am reading I, I would imagine it's one of those things like now when you get folk like sitting on the laptops and And you kind of fucking, look over you and wanker. you fucking wanker <laughs> like i must have looked like a total fucking dickhead there's see, the see, what, and... see what i was like
3: walking i was like right, i've got that i was like i'm not sitting in a coffee place reading a graphic novel because i will think i'm a wanker doing <laughs> <Yes>. that <laughs> no, i so, will it's... i will go and sit in a park and just do it in my own and i'm i'm not really amongst folk and i'm like it's yeah a, I'm just doing right this to sit in a
0: coffee place and read a book other than, I'd, r- I'd rather do that than
3: sitting in a bit. Yeah, but you're not an outdoorsy person. You don't yeah, out- outdoorsy. So like so like when, when
1: I got big <laughs> into like just reading in general, I tried. Maybe I'll well get hair a haircut then, dude. <laughs> I, I, I tried to do the whole outdoor reading thing. And even in summer in Scotland, like when you sit still for long enough outside, it just, you end up fucking freezing. Right, it's rubbish. Just, it's horrible. You can't do it. No. Nah, also it's... tried reading in the bath. Big mistake. Big mistake. Drop, just, drop in the bath. Just, everything just gets. Would you listen to horrible, a, a, like, like podcasts? Something? No, I'm pretty I sure listen, you listen I, I hear audio books more. Like right now, I'm like fucking slogging through First and Last Men eh, from Audible just now, man. Like for some reason, I'm not just turning it off, even though I absolutely despise it. It's a fucking boring book. It's maybe the most boring book I've ever listened to. I almost mm-hmm. read, but I don't know how how that works, but. Do I'm you, working my way through the Science Fiction Masterworks series, do and you, this is the first one that I've not liked. Do you prefer actually reading a book, or
3: do you prefer listening to a book being read? You, I'm really naturally lazy, so if I try to
1: read, I end up just falling asleep.
3: <laughs> Please don't
1: read in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, okay. uh, but like when it comes to the podcast, though, it was Giant Bomb when I got into them. Like I went through their back catalogue. Uh, and it was like seven hundred episodes or something by the point I was listening to them. Yeah. I think.
2: No, they're only like five hundred something now, so is it? Yeah, yeah. It would have been about three hundred odd. It
1: was, was somewhat like that. I think it was like it was three I think it was three years worth of yeah, podcasts. So it was a hundred and fifty then. Uh, three years worth of podcasts. But when I got into them, it got to the point where I was listening to them on the way to work, at work, on the way back from work, when I was in the bath, when I was having my dinner uh, sometimes we just falling asleep, mm. but then like, asleep. I stopped doing that because like I stopped doing that because I was like I want to actually hear what they're saying. Mm. And then like I'd fall asleep and be like I don't. What you don't know where got you got them. to, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for for like I think it was like a solid year. I pretty much just had Ryan Davis in my ear the entire time. But again. I've not listened to Bombcast or anything like that, but when
3: there's a packed Mania on, I'll watch that because it's <laughs> yeah. wrestling related. And I'm like, man, because I, I only know most of these guys through their wrestling yeah. personas. So I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. And I'll watch them basically just, you know, watch guys commentating on guys playing WrestleMania 2000, the N64, and putting on a bit of a show. I enjoy that. I mean, it's like, if that was the <clears> body <throat> all the time, Fuck yeah, I'd watch that.
1: I mean, it kind of, I mean, it's not wrestling all the time, but like, they do go on massive tangents a lot. They talk what, about
2: games about as much as you guys talk about films. What's the name of the commish that he's not there anymore? Greg Miller.
3: I'm a, I miss. If you're listening, man, please be the commissioner again. You were fucking entertaining as hell.
1: Which is amusing from you because you've also stated in the past how much you hate Greg Miller. Have I? Yeah, because you didn't know it was him. Like, oh yeah, 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 that's right. You yeah. you love him as the commissioner. I yes, can understand so like why
2: him. someone who only sees kind of passing things would hate Greg Miller. Yeah, yeah
3: like I like him as the commissioner. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but again, as far as I know, the rest of the guys are cool. I mean, I, I made a, I made a terrible error in judgment where I, I thought Dave Lang was a bit of goof, and he is a bit of a goof. <laughs> but I, he's he's like I, he's so awesome at the same time him and his his whole friendship with John Vignati is brilliant this is the first time you've actually called him Dave Lang because every other thing Leazy. you to me you always say deal easy <laughs> yeah. every time the current champion of the League of Heels man no it's not yeah, the yeah, Dr. Dr. Traxhood oh Traxhood took it man yeah. is Austin
1: still dead oh yeah, yeah. 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 again aka Black A Blinking. yeah <laughs> that guy's was funny was Professor Killer Swag
0: Neo. that
3: guy's great <laughs> Again, Uh, I have no idea what he does. I know that he's probably some kind of gaming commentator, but like he
1: he is he's a he's a podcast wrestler to me. I, I really, really miss Austin. He was a fucking great addition to the crew. Yeah. I, but yeah, this is not about movies. Imagine maybe... Imagine
2: we just had a podcast where we just talked about the bomb cast our, our, every <laughs> week. Oh man,
1: that bit when Vinny said that, that
2: was good. Yeah. I mean, that
1: probably, probably already exists. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, like, the if the we call it like as bombcast as well, is the bomb or some shit, <laughs> then yeah. it'll some If, some if fun
0: somebody on. else made that, I would listen. <laughs> that. Yeah, that's the thing
3: I probably yeah. would as well. Because they'd be like, oh man, we're so we like i like that
0: I listened to a podcast called... Fully Posable which is a WWE wrestling figures podcast I have no interest in buying figures I have no interest in collecting figures but yet I still listen to it because it's wrestling adjacent so and they, they talk about wrestling I think and there's toys t- I had in the past
2: there's something kind of like there's something about people talking like passionately about something they're interested in yeah. that's
0: totally that podcast they're really into the subject yeah. Mm. It, it makes it interesting.
1: Then we should probably get one to actual films, though. Mm. Right, <laughs> so... Who wants to go okay. first? Alan, you're the guest. What, what terrible knows? film... Do, do you want to talk about uh, Alita? Uh, I mean, you talked about it a lot last week. I, I did, I, did you I, like it more than we
2: did? I liked it a bit more than you did, but, like... like you were wrong, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love it or anything. I thought it was fine. Uh, you got. I thought you guys were mega, mega harsh on it. But again, like, I'm not going to go up and defend it, because... I don't really care that much. I you thought it was. Die on that nah, I thought it was fine. It was. It was better than I thought it was going to be. But it's just because I had incredibly low expectations, um, and I totally didn't realize that was who it was at the end. Right. Uh, it was not until like later on I was talking to Paco and Lee, and they were like, "Oh, when this actor shows up," and I was like, "Wait, who is he?" Yeah. Um, mm. But it's weird that they present that as like a twist. It's like it's not a twist. It's just like a, yeah, a strange yeah. cameo. Yeah. Do you not it's not actually, all the people in the world know that that's that, that famous that scene, actor. You, that that actor
3: also has another strange cameo in a film where you're like, "Oh, it's that person." Is he? Mm-hmm. I won't say
1: what it is yeah, because it will give away. Anyway. Yeah. Like, do you not also think though? Like, we mentioned it last week, or was that two weeks ago? Last forget. But like the, the whole point of like the way that movie goes, like it feels like the entire story could be wrapped up in just ten more minutes. Yeah. And, like they completely just set it up to to be a sequel he's like what, what is that sequel i don't want to see anything other than yeah, but, one but, scene but, but where she kills the guy that's pretty obvious that's, what a sequel would be like yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's that, a, that film for is a, a franchise there's a whole movie of that though like yeah it, the
2: whole like fisher out of water like stranger in a strange land type thing like th- this place that we've heard a lot about but not seen like that, exploring that
3: in, can definitely any other last movie of that would
1: have just have been the last act
3: I don't know man i mean i've not seen it but it's the same as like when They announced this week, oh, uh, Thingy has confirmed that uh, Bumblebee is a reboot to a new Transformers franchise. Like, well, yeah. There's no way that was gonna uh, yeah, be. That, to be there's no way that's a standalone film. If that was a standalone <laughs> film, fuck off. And I've not read the mangas, but I imagine there's more than one manga. It's like Alita is yeah, total the franchise material. And this is me going by the trailer, you know what I mean? It, it's like, it seems to
1: be like well received though. Like a lot of people are kinda of saying it's like mega faithful to the manga, and mm. like that just seems to be enough for a lot of people. I can yeah. kinda of get that, but, but just all that says it, to me is that the manga is being, being
0: around the comic book community. And seeing a lot of people who are really into like Arrow and folk <laughs> who, who Shit. will defend like Donna Justice and Justice League and stuff like that, <laughs> uh, it's that kind of that blind loyalty to a genre. Yeah, God. I mean, like, yeah. those are things it, man. That, uh, yeah. like
1: there's definitely been a lot of things in the past where the fact that they stray so much from something that I really like is something that makes me dislike them. Mm. Like, the Lord of the Rings movie has been a prime example of that. But Goes like, to the shell, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, like, that was kind of. After that, like, finding out that I'd only ever watched through the standalone complex stuff once, mm-hmm. and I forgot a lot of what was in it. What was it in the Ghost in the Shell live action movie was, Scarlet was, was actually a lot of the standalone complex stuff, right. and, and the sequel. Yeah. It it's an amalgamation of all, all of Yeah, them, which is the why stuff. it's a, a mess. Uh, and like, I think it would have been a bit more lenient if I'd remember Do you know, that.
0: makes a bit more sense.
1: But yeah, mm. it's, it just doesn't work. It's mm. it's not what the fucking story of that What It's not with like... It's not a lot Granted, the fr- It's a different medium and update it, fair enough, this is the thing from the nineties and like films have been out since then. But like the core concept is the bit that should have remained no, intact. It's I, I agree with so you, man. Long. It's
3: like it's if you don't get this then if if the writer writers or the screenwriters are set to adapt this, if you don't get what this film or the story is about, this is gonna fail. Again, it's like I am legend all over again. It's like you yeah. clearly don't fucking get the idea yeah. of this. Or well we need to make it more I oh, not know. We need we need to reach a better audience and possibly leave open for a sequel. Uh, and it's a shame in the hands, but like, see the Keanu Reeves uh, Constantine film. That's an amalgamation of different Hellblazer comics, but it's entertaining enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would I would happily take a standalone Dangerous Habits film, but the amalgamation of Dangerous Habits and a bunch of other Hellblazer novels was fine with me. Um, I just wasn't a I fan of really, the very I last would shot.
0: I really liked a sequel to that. Yeah. It it just, the the, it the point money. being, though, know, is that, like
1: when the source material is good, like mm-hmm. yeah, that's like a, a total credit to it to stick to the source material. Mm-hmm. But the source material's got like so much just fucking nonsense in it, man. Then mm-hmm. absolutely take the bits that work and leave the bits that don't.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I was disappointed that none of you guys mentioned, and I assume this is from the source material that they have a sword that has a monomolecular blade, meaning the tip of the sword is so sharp it's because molecule. it's the size of one molecule.
0: I I I'm alright with that. It's so,
2: it's so stupid.
1: How is that stupid? Because the
2: one molecule is imperceptible. Yeah. Like it it's, it's yeah, it would have no effect on anything.
1: That's the the edge. No, it, would, it absolutely would. Like uh, you can't cut. That's that's the whole thing. Is it's like the the concept is. I mean, we don't know what the sword's made out of. They never say that. So mm. like, I'm guessing whatever the the molecular structure is, it's supposed to be something that's like amazingly hard to begin with but yeah like the the kind of smaller something is the sharper it is that's all it is like like when you get cut by something it's like we think of like sharp things and like things like a baseball bat has been like two entirely different things but the only difference is the thickness like all you're doing is applying pressure to a smaller area that's what a cut is so like the idea of it being one molecule thick is like an actual if we could ever do that then you know that's something that would be effective but you right, don't need right to. Now, you
2: don't need to go all the way to one molecule.
1: Yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. But like right now, the sharpest thing we can make uh, is like still sixteen times less as sharp yeah. as like a bee sting. I mean, know, I, cool. real, I know what
3: you're saying, Paco, but I kind of, um, it's like, it's like a blade trinity when you find. it. I and you, It's like, knew, you, knew. It's like you, you can have a powerful weapon. Yeah. You just don't have to be ridiculous, ridiculous about it. Yeah,
1: it's like just seeing it was like a high-powered laser would have been enough. Saying it was three times hotter than the sun, like honestly <laughs> made my fucking eyes just roll right back into my skull. Man, is that line not a Ryan Reynolds joke though? No, it's like they say it like matter of fact. They're explaining what her weapon is. Like mm. it's, it's like a,
3: a stats thing. Yeah, she listens to her iPod while she yeah, kicks. See, that's the thing that annoys me about her. It's like, not. Oh, it's not
0: this. Yeah, yeah, let's not talk about Blade that, that to me says she must be no, some, some kind good, of psychic. Some good stuff in her.
3: No, oh. <laughs> triplets are vampires. Not good. Ryan Reynolds is kind of sh- not none, none, like none of it's good. Dracula is a, a... face-changing snake thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: It no. has a line, cop juggling thunder, which is dead <laughs> good. Oh,
2: man. Alan, what did you watch this week? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was last week. I watched um I watched the Lego Movie too, which you guys also talked oh, about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like overall, disappointing. Still, still fine. Still funny. But just, it was everything the first one was, except maybe like cut That's... by half it uh, just didn't have the same yeah yeah that, that exactly the yeah. first one was such a surprise
1: was
0: the first one ad-libbed
2: ad-libbed
1: I think
0: yeah. it's probably a fair amount of that Lord Did and Miller the wrong word? Improv.
2: improv yeah ad-lib
3: I guess is the right, still the right word yeah, yeah. Mm. Lord and Miller have a really good They like you watch a lot of comedies where you're like there's far too much ad-libbing we're losing a bit of context here Lord and Miller are really good at balancing out script, scripted jokes and dialogue with a bit of ad-libbing right Whereas but you, like watch, you watch comedies and like they're just ad libbing and fuck me. But
1: that's where the potential really, like is to really fuck up on it. That's mm. like why Anchorman 1 was good, but Anchorman 2 was fucking terrible. Well, because s- like,
3: several films like that are just like fucking awful. I mean, Ghost the, the new Ghostbusters film is bad anyway, but there's so much ad libbing in that. You're like, yeah. fuck No, thing, I know. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of shit ad libbing in it, but that's what a lot of film, or comedy films,
1: would just like, oh, yeah. just ad Because you're but from SNL. I US. Is, is that Lego movies problem, though, or was the, the kind of thing you've. No, nah, like
2: uh, it's just I, I just think didn't think it was all that funny. Like a lot of, for a lot of it, the, the the kind of the main cast are split up. And mm. Don't it doesn't really have as much of the kind of fun interactions as the last one did. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, like Neil said, like so much of it is just that the first one was was such a surprise. Yeah, um, a lot of folks thought it was going to <clears throat> shit. But yeah, yeah. In Lord um, and Miller, we trust me. It,
1: it's still them doing
2: this as well. No, they, they've
0: wrote. Yeah, yeah.
2: The direct it yeah. uh, I also watched a film on Amazon Prime called The Kings of Summer anyone seen it? Yeah. no uh,
0: Is Paul Rudd
2: no. no there's loads of like really well known uh, comedians in it mm. um, there was one that Mark Hamill raved about uh, yeah. when it first came out which is unusual because he's not really that big on comedies um, and to me it looked like uh, people were comparing it to like Stand By Me and stuff it's like a kind of comedy right. of age comedy but it's way more... Uh, it's good. I should start out by saying that it's good. Mm. But it's way more heavy on uh, actual kind of comedy. Like some of it like wacky comedy. Right. But like the central... The, the plot is that there's three three kids, um, kind of two main guys, and they're like 15, 16. And it's coming up to the, the kind of last day of term before summer holiday. And they're both just kind of totally fed up with their parents. Like one of them is... These the, mums kind of recently died and there's a bit of a rocky relationship him and his dad they've been like on and on the opposite side the other guys mum and dad they're just way too kind of like way too like coddling and they're always on him like right. in a very overly loving way and he's just like oh leave me alone mm. so they decide to <clears throat> build a house in the middle of the woods and live there all summer um, and then a third guy joins them as well and that's kind of that's it. Yeah, it's kind of like the end of the childhood and the start of their adulthood. Alright. <coughs> What's the film um, called? The Kings of Summer. The Kings of Summer. It was directed by Jordan Vogt-Roberts All right. who went on to do Kong Island? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's but also... It's a Metal, is, uh, Metal Gear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> touted to do the Metal Gear thing. And after I finished watching Kings of Summer I was like, I can see why he's a good, tu- a good call for Metal Gear. Because it really... It jumps between, like I said, very kind of wacky comedy, some really surreal stuff, but then really good... Like heartfelt coming of age drama stuff. Um, for me the balance is a wee bit off. I would prefer more Stand By Me, less like honestly, almost like Anchorman at times. Like
1: has this came out after Kong? No, no, no. no. This, this, this was this support. was kind of what broke him and um,
2: right. into the mainstream. I think it was five years ago this came out. Um, mm. but I would definitely recommend watching it. It's is good. there any Metal Gear references in it? No, no. Uh, well, there's there's definitely like a video game reference, but not specifically Metal Gear. But just watching it, you can tell the guy is like a young guy yeah. who's grew up with the, like a lot of different media influencing mm. his life. But the, the, the young cast is like young actors. The main guy was in Love, Simon, if anyone saw that. Mm. <clears throat> but that was the
1: one about the uh, gay guy at Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but the supporting cast, uh, like Nick Offerman plays one of the dads. Uh, so Megan, was a good Megan Lally plays one of the mums. Is, is she? Not, she's oh. the she's the other guy's oh, mum. Okay. Uh, they're not married, in it? Oh. Uh, you know the guy... Uh, Raymond Holt's husband in Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. he's in it oh yeah, yeah. Uh, George uh, what's his name Middleditch something Middleditch from um, Silicon Valley I oh, in he's in it. Uh, Camille Nanjiani pops up in it. Loads of these, like I don't know how he managed to get all. these uh, who's who? like, like, I think maybe at the time they were kind of just on the cusp of becoming big comedy right. stars. Is, is this
1: a case of that was his first like feature movie, but he had some kind of background? And like... he
2: must have he must have had connections because yeah. all these like really well known uh, comedy actors pop up in it in like mm-hmm. small roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alison Brie's in it. Ah, oh, good choice. Um, Did
1: you see that new Marvel, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel thing?
2: That's Brie Larson. God, it's the mm-hmm. cheese!
1: It's the cheese again! <laughs> <God>, what an <laughs> asshole! Alison Brie.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, community. Also, a Glo- Lego Movie. Was she
1: in Glo- Kong? What was that? No, no, that that's was Brie, Brie Larson. Brie Larson.
3: Right. <laughs> I'm trying. Like, she, you've not seen Get Hard, and she was in um, the gorgeous woman. Of I Ripley.
1: dislike that. There's a second Brie. By the way, just putting that out there, like, because I'm they're, like, b- they're both great. but There is Free Breeze. Who's
0: the Breeze? they The Bree males who's the other one Brie Bella Brie Bella who's that you would know
3: you don't need to know mate you'd hate her
0: fair enough it's what? a wrestling
3: thing
1: right okay yeah you're right I don't care you wouldn't it's not just a wrestling thing you're wasting you'd, my you'd, fucking you'd, brain cell stop you'd hate her as <laughs> you'd hate her
2: as a person uh, but if, if you go in what knowing that uh, it's a bit more heavy on uh, kind of wacky comedy uh, I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit right cool um The Kings of Summer it's called on oh, Amazon Prime. Mm. You know, uh, by the way, Amazon Prime as an app is no as pale to comparison. It's garbage. Or, yeah, it's terrible. Like yeah. I, I had to watch this in ten eighty P of all things. Or you just talking about
1: the resolution and uh, and also, oh, but also, also, like, just, just the, <laughs> the layout of it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like um I had to go and change the settings on my on my Xbox to because like the the audio was out of sync. And I googled it and everyone was like, Oh yeah, this is a common thing with this app. You have to um Go into all these settings and do all this extra stuff. Um, but I—that's uh, Amazon Prime is not a good app. My brother loves
3: Amazon Prime, and I'm like, man, I, I was like, I way, I way prefer Netflix. Like, at least with Netflix, you pay for a subscription, you get to watch everything. Can, yeah, yeah. Amazon yeah, Prime, there's TV. always a catch. Twenty two, yep. like you, need, you have to rent that, or if you, you can't watch it unless you get Prime. Do you on? know what Prime
2: does do this pretty cool though? That X ray thing where uh, you put out the menu, it'll show you. The actors that are in the scene, who they play, yeah. I'll tell you what's what music's
1: playing in the scene. does exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, like moment by moment. Yeah, yeah that yeah, stuff's really, cool. good, really good. Uh, it also does have like a good selection of stuff for free as well, though. Because uh, sometimes yeah, hard yeah, to find. It. just got really yeah. 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 I, I managed to watch like a bunch of Parks and Rec through it, and then I also finished off watching Agents of Shield. <laughs> uh, I'm you're, sure there was something else in it. You're part of the problem. You know that.
3: You're part of the problem of why that show is still going. And
1: Star Trek Discovery. And I will watch season six. <laughs> uh, I bought
2: something on Amazon Prime because it was like two pounds and I really wanted to see it. Uh, Enemy, didn't Denis Villeneuve film. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's
3: oh. right. The one with G- uh, Gyllenhaal. Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been meaning to watch it as well. I think you would love it. Uh, Have you, uh, seen it? <laughs> vil- vil- you seen it? Everything Villeneuve.
1: Is it sci-fi?
2: No.
3: <sighs> but to be fair, Denis Villeneuve can do no wrong <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. He's he's the hot shot. <laughs>
1: I'm really looking forward to June, like a lot. Long-
3: if, if MD is gonna
2: do it justice, it'll be that man.
1: I've not seen this movie though. Like, what's what's it about? Enemy. Yeah.
2: Um, it's about a guy who, John Onhole, who is living kind of a a, a kind of a, a middle of the road life. Like it's fine, everything's just fine, nothing amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, is this the one where he breaks his house? No, no, no.
2: I know what you're thinking. Of. This is the one where he meets the doppelganger.
0: Isn't yeah, it? He's, oh, yeah,
2: he's 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 uh, renting a movie one night on like the recommendation of a coworker. And he notices, like in the background, of one of the shots, like there's a, uh, a an extra in it who looks ex- exactly like him, uh, and he kind of goes down and rabbit hole thing out who this, if this guy actually exists, who he is, what his relationship to him is, mm. and it gets incredibly bizarre as it goes yeah, right. on, right? I'll definitely watch it. I think it's still a Derryville new film I've not seen, <laughs> it, and I've
3: liked every. I've single not seen any films.
2: of his. Um, f- like French language ones that he's done. Oh well, I've not seen
3: them in terms of. I mean, have you? You've seen Prisoners? Mm-hmm. Very good. Prisoners it, was good, but Pris- I wasn't great. Oh mate, no,
1: watch Prisoners again. Prisoners, is, the yeah. ending of Prisoners, Prisoners is, is so good. No, that ending's great, but like that movie's just like it's, it's hard rude. to watch. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I really enjoyed it, man. I thought I thought Jack that was some of Jackman's best work. Mm-hmm. What's
1: well, there's like a documentary just now that someone was talking about on a podcast I was listening to, where it's like a, a, that sort of thing happened, like where it was like a a guy. In New York, went to a oh, this
2: is yeah. This is a it's called Three Perfect Strangers. That's it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I keep meaning to watch that as well. Cause that's is that tri- on Netflix? Uh, not that I've seen. Is that the one where the, the three guys end up finding out they're triplets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a true yeah, story. Yeah, 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 but like
1: apparently, like it gets pretty fucking dark because like it doesn't work out. Like originally, <laughs> like they like a like sure. love the fact it's like a total novel thing. Oh, we look like and stuff. But like seemingly, it goes places. Like oh man, that's cool. I'll yeah. watch that, right? Which I mean, that kind of says something. Really as is in, as in like how they got to that point? No, no, is in like they a, after the, the kind of honeymoon well, period to, of like oh, right. seeing there's other people that look like you, like apparently everything goes to I remember to
0: correctly, how they got split up at birth? They were adopted. They were no, all. No, but it was they were part of an experiment. What they were deliberately separated at birth? You're fucking shitting me. Well, um, like twins. <laughs>
2: now that sounds but you, i mean you, i mean for reals can you imagine
1: though like fucking going your entire life and then finding out as an adult going to college that you're actually you've got like a yeah. twin nah, it's and fucked then like man. when that gets in the, the, the way it happened was like they put that in the papers like oh the guy finds out he's a twin they were both yeah. adopted and stuff Sweet. and then after that was in the papers i thought one was like hey eh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god i'm related to daddy devito it's so, <laughs> so fucked up
2: mm. um but yeah, he can move on to the next person. That's sort of everything. Uh,
1: Tommy, directed. let's
0: hear about Boy Erased.
1: Boy Erased. I hear
0: it made you very angry. It's
3: a very, it's, yeah, it's one of those films where it's a very well-made film, but if someone uh, entertaining, you're, you're just... It
1: was a synopsis first. A synopsis, all right. So
3: Lucas, Hed- it stars Lucas Hedges, Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe, and it's written and directed by Joel Edgerton, who's also in it. Uh, we all know who Joel Edgerton is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. He's
1: the, the good Sam Worthington. <laughs> <laughs> that man is yeah. much more talented than yeah, Sam Worthington. That's a good way to M- describe him. He is a oh, much yeah.
3: more he's a much more talented man than Sam Worthington. I think this is his second or third directorial effort because the last one he did was The Gift, um, in which he was in that with uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, but yeah, so basically, this film is based on uh, a memoir. Uh, of the main character, um, Jared Jar- Jar- Connolly, I think his name is. This is say? not Beautiful Boy, right? No, 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 no. That's Steve Carell and Tim Wasn't Timmy Shaloner. was there Shalmer.
2: a third boy film out recently as well? Do, oh, no. no. <laughs> a third, like a, third
1: book. Are just thinking of going the, to yeah. war because he says boy or yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're They're not, like, Beautiful Boy and Boy razor They're they're just, there's nothing, they're not like okay. sister films or just whatever. just anything to do with Girl Interrupted? <laughs> no. Uh, well, no. Um, yeah, so... It's based on the memoir by I guess Jared Jared Connolly, I think his name is, um. But basically, it's about how um his dad played by Russell Crowe's a minister, and he they live in the the like in the southern state in America, the Bible Belt. It's very you know conservative Christian, and it's basically this guy realizing that he's a homosexual, and he's put to a camp to pray the gay away. Oh right um the structure of the film is really it's it's good because like from as the film starts he kind of goes to the camp and then it's told in a flashback of how he got there and certain things like i mean the the camp council played by joel edgerton who's fucking terrifying like the method he uses to say right we want you to write down your family tree, and tell us something personal about them. Are they an alcoholic? Are they a gambler? This, that, and the other. And when he's doing these various tasks, you get a flashback to something that, like you know, has kind of brought him to this point. Uh, and you get like flashbacks to when he was in college, and he had an incident with another boy, and just him basically realizing that he was a homosexual. And his dad, being a minister, is finding it really hard to cope with this. So they send him to this co- uh, this this camp to pray the gateway, and a lot of it feels like a prison film because. It is so grim. Like, there's moments of, like, oh, there's a wee bit of, there's a, there's a wee joke there, a wee bit of comedy, but the whole time it is nothing but shocking and grim. So, like, this made
1: you angry, but like, was it good?
3: It's a really well made film. It's very well. Joel Edgerton's excellent in it. Russell Crowe is really good in it. And um, Lucas Hedges is really good in it. And uh, Nicole Kidman's really good in it. The, it is a very well made film, um, but it's just so fucking grim because. This kind of thing is still going on. And as I said, it's based, it's based on a true story. And then the guy kind of... Like at the end of the credits, it talks about how X amount, uh, hundreds of thousands of people in the LGBTQ community are still affected by this yearly. And there's still places in America where this is legal and it's even encouraged yeah. that these people go there. And to see what these kids, these very these teenagers who are being told that they're confused, what they're doing is wrong, God doesn't love them their parents won't love them and they're just basically trying to be brainwashed into being, you know, straight? yeah, straight. Uh, flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is in it and he's almost like a drill sergeant where he's brought in and to tell them how to act manly. Like, they, if they're standing, they shouldn't stand, like, you know, have a teapot stance, it should be a manly stance where it's, you know, th- things like that and just, it's it's really, fu- the whole time, it's just watching a boy being bullied <laughs> and it's really, really horrible and grim to watch. It kind of, it's got kind of, Ending where it, it kind of doesn't get resolved as such, but he comes out of it kind of all right. But it's just more reflection on the fact that this kind of thing still goes on and just what these poor people, these poor like uh, girls and boys are put through just because they're told that what they're doing is wrong, they're confused. And this is them as like teenagers who, are, I mean, it's already a confusing time. So um, apart from the fact they're trying to come to, you know, they're trying to come to terms with their sexuality they're getting all this shit tossed at them like they're bad people for being like that and it's it's really by the end of it you he's fucking angry yeah. uh, and I I was like man I'm so fucking raging and angry that this this was a thing this is still a thing that goes on but I, it was one of the most uncomfortable films I've watched in a long fucking time and it'll be a while uh, before I was to ever watch that film again It's it is a very well made film but there's no real good time to watch it uh, if you're planning on taking a date there don't do that this is not the film for first dates that I was, or anything like that you just sit there and I, I spent most of the time shaking my head and just fucking raging but it's worth a it is worth a watch but I can't really tell you when the best time to watch it is because it's a very heartbreaking and grim effort so yeah it's good, though. It is good. It's way better than what I thought it would be, because I thought the that, trailer was mediocre. That
1: sounds like the sort of thing that is purposefully made to try and get an Oscar.
3: Hmm. Um, like, it's not even considered. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I, I think I think it, it, next, look, it, 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 pro- it probably, I think... It's probably not
0: political enough.
3: Yeah, well, maybe. Um, but it's... It, I think it might have done some of the rounds at the festival. But as far as I know, the Academy Awards, I don't think it's up for anything. Um,
2: but Wait, didn't it miss the window? Maybe, but... It was only just out.
0: That's a fair point. Mm. Well, I
2: don't know just out, and I don't know when it was released
0: That's in America.
3: True, it know. might have been released
2: <clears throat> before Christmas. Mm. Lucas Hedges is really good. Yeah, he's in lots of like those yeah. kind of Oscar bait movies. Yeah, but who's, he's like, who's that? He's uh, he's like a kind of like young ginger kid. He's in uh, Manchester by the Sea. Mm. He was nominated for an Oscar for that. Uh, have you guys seen that? I love that Well That was one of I, I my say, favorite films of that I year. I say I
3: love Manchester by the Sea. Again, you watch it; it's a yeah. very well-made film, but it is fucking grim. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah so that was one of my favorite films that year. He but... was in
2: he was in Ladybird as well, wasn't he? Yeah, like, Look his edges. Yeah,
3: he's good. Yes, yeah. he he's all round. He's a really mm. talented young actor. I um, can't think who that
1: is. Like, I don't think I've seen any of those. You probably recognise his face. I might have, have, he's I might good. have seen Ladybird, but again,
3: Ladybird's a good film. I...
2: What happens in that? Uh, you you haven't seen it. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, there's no way you would have mentioned that Yeah.
3: It's the, like uh, you'd love it Neil I think you'd like to be able to tackle. and I think you'd love it as well what it's, happens it's,
2: it? she's like a girl who uh, is our last year of school and she's kind of you know doesn't go on really well with her mum and she's kind of like finding herself that yeah. kind of thing it's not I don't want to say it's like Napoleon Dynamics stuff, <laughs> but it's
3: it's basically it's a film about nothing where she makes friends she goes to parties she does this and it's just about her kind of finding so There's a really. there's a lot of really Comical, like I don't want to say Napoleon dynamite moments in it, but there, there's a bit where her and her mum are having an argument in the car and she just opens the car door and fucking launches
0: herself that out. And it's,
3: it's not Alison Janney, it's uh, oh, it's I'll try to think who the mum is in it.
0: Shit, uh, but it's uh, it a decent film, Roseanne's right? sister, it. yes,
3: Roseanne's sister, right? Laurie well, um, Metcalf, yeah, Laurie Metcalf, that's it. I
0: just always remember like seeing like, the trailer for that film and thinking that Sergio Ronan looked about 30. So why would she ever be playing a high school tune? She's an American movie, movie, is, that's, she, that's, she kind of pulls it off. With. No, but she actually looks about fair. She's so only to, she's like 24 now. <laughs> like all all
1: the people in American like high school stuff oh. all look like they should yeah. be parents. Whereas
3: when I see her in the trailer for Many Queen of Scots, I don't think she was old enough. I actually, did,
1: did you not see that?
3: No.
0: It wasn't great. I never saw either. I get the review of my mother, which my mother first asked me the question of, is that supposed to be a comedy? <laughs> yeah. Good start. Yeah,
3: I, uh, I, I seen the trailer and it did not pull me in enough uh, to watch it. It's a shame because those two are really good. Like yeah, works, and yeah. Robbie, but,
2: um, you know that she was in Saoirse Ronan was in uh, the uh, very yeah, recently, yeah, because yeah. yeah, she's
3: dating her co-star from uh, Jack, who's Jack Connell, isn't Yeah, who's Scottish? Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a cool wee photo. We picked yeah. a good pub. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Show to the uh, Sub-Crawl's mm-hmm. favourite. It's the best pub in Subcrawl. Um, in my
1: opinion, it, uh, saved, it saved me a lot of times working as a postie. Your I'm your
3: photograph's still up from like I, twelve years ago. I whatever. think
1: I'm on that wall three different times. I want at okay. least twice.
2: Uh,
3: yeah. I'm not on the wall, but I'm featured in several photograph
2: albums. So. You're not on the wall because it it's a stop before here, so you never come out for a sub crawl that I'm that was the old
3: me. <laughs> 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 I recently went in a sub crawl and I, I had to organize it, so I, I went. I went and all of mm. them apart from the Loudon. Yeah give, but, it, give um, it a miss. yeah but um, yeah Ladybird's Bird's a good movie though.
1: We, what's the next disappointing movie we're going to talk about uh, Boy well, Race is not disappointing <laughs> it's a good movie he's fucking raging at I but, have
0: a choice of two disappointing movies give us your most disappointing first Netflix's Velvet Buzzsaw right by written directed by Dalton Gilroy who did Nightcrawler oh uh, okay and like Nightcrawler has re-enlisted Jake Gyllenhaal but he also hasn't uh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. as well. He also has in his ensemble this time, Tony Collette, John Malkovich, uh, Tom Sturridge and Zoe Ashton.
1: So is this like John Malkovich was also in Bird Box? Is this now gonna be his thing where he just appears in Netflix movies for a scene? And he, then he's, he's
0: in a few scenes in this. And he's actually he's probably one of the better things in this film. Um the plot of uh, of Velvet it's set all around set all around the LA art scene. Um, you've got Jake Ill- ready, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's art critic. Uh, Reni Russo Zoe Ashton, Tom Sturridge. This
1: is the one where the art comes to life and kills them. Yes, yeah. that yeah, yeah. is this film. Have you seen
0: this? Uh-huh, oh. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So Reni uh, sorry Rene Russo Zoe Ashton Tom Sturridge are all art uh, art dealers. You've got Tony Collette who works for rich people who buy the art and she gets it put into um, various galleries and John Malkovich who's a struggling artist who's kind of lost his mojo. Right. Uh, so what happens is Zoe Ashton who is, you might remember from Sherlock Holmes uh, and... Is she... And the E4, love interest? Yes, because in because E4's the Misfits. No, um she's she's kind of struggling at the job, she's kind of low, low rung in Renny Rousseau's uh, art dealership, the old guy who lives in the apartment upstairs drops dead, she goes into his apartment finds all this artwork that's amazing um, Is it amazing? Some of it's actually really good, a, freaky. Lot, a lot of the art in this is actually pretty good uh, but it's kind of freaky art uh, Have you ever seen of, Anthony I, Hopkins's art? Uh, we'll get to that
1: later because I do want to bring that back. We've <laughs> spoken about that in the show before, but that works. It's one
0: of the that people kind of classes outside their art. Mm. Um, so she steals all these patents, they get all the legal folk in so they can work away around it so they can claim ownership, they put on a, uh, and they try and sell it. But what happens, as the trailer will tell you, the, art light, the artworks kind of come to life oh. or affect reality in ways that it starts killing off all these these people So is it Ghostbusters
2: right. too? <laughs> good pull.
3: Tom, good pull. Wait,
0: the, the closest
2: <laughs> comparison, to that, it's like a Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it
0: has very similar kind of, kind of a uh, feel to it. The mm. way that the art comes to life and kills people. Like at times, zany yeah. <laughs> like you, uh, entirely reality. Altering... Look...
1: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is also like the uh, Call of the Cthulhu game that just came out like last year or something. This year, last year. Uh, that was also the same concept where, like, it was a, a kind of woman who had cursed paintings, and like the paintings were is that and layers individual. of fear. No, no, it would uh, say called the Cthulhu. Mm. layers of fear is also. Uh, I didn't know this was a genre cursed yeah. art. Cursed art coming to life and, and killing the people who own it. I, I've heard though like the most disappointing thing about this is like there's such a massive scope for creativity in the deaths,
0: mm. and like they're all just boring. They're they're not very good, and I think it, the problem is. And I was talking to Tommy about this earlier. Weighted... The way I described this uh, in terms of the quality of the film... See see if Nightcrawler was HBO. Hmm. This is Channel 4. <laughs> wow. There's, it doesn't look like it's got much of a budget. A lot of it looks really cheaply done. Um, some of the dialogue's really, really bad. It's quite poorly written in a lot of places. Hmm. Um... Jake Gyllenhaal's character, I think, it's pretty good. I think he's certainly the most developed out of everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else is pretty two dimensional. I thought
2: Zoe Ashton, in particular, was rubbish. I, I think, think she's so wooden. I think one, one of those she things, things like. the worst actress yeah, yeah, I've yeah. ever yeah. seen.
0: <laughs> to, to the point where anytime she's in a scene with somebody else, yeah. like the scene where there's a scene where she's pumping Jake Gyllenhaal and he's seeing these mad visions from this painting and he's having a big freak out so she has this argument with him he's pretty good in the scene but his performance has dragged so yeah. far down because she's substandard D 4 <laughs> and she's in a lot about, of it as well yeah. she, just... <laughs> she, you could argue that she's kind of the lead yeah, for yeah, a lot yeah. of
3: it Well, you say that it just reminds me <laughs> in uh, was it um, Forgetting State Marshall where he <laughs> oh uh, fuck what's the name main character Jason Jason Seagal Jason, 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 S- 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 yeah He's like trying to get over her by pumping all these lassies mm. and there's at one point he's, he's shagging this lassie and she's just like, mm, mm, I just came. <laughs> and I was like, I can see what you're saying. Hall's really going for it where she's just kind of like, not there. I like,
0: like, <laughs> G- like, Hall's uh, doing fucking, uh, he's like doing like C- Captain Kurtz apocalypse now and stuff. Oh, and she's sweet. over the other side of the room doing fucking Hollyoaks. It's terrible, oh. it's awful.
3: I was kind of what I watched that as well because I like Nightcrawler and to Electric's the Roman Jeter was square.
0: It's horror, Nathan Barley. I'll watch it. Like it should, but, uh, but, but not, Nathan, not in a good way. But like not this. in a good way. It,
2: it should uh. be. It should have went all the way kind of like camp horror. Yeah. Or it should have uh, been like a lot more subtle. So, so it, it can't say
1: what it wants to be. Is that yeah, what it like it, was it, was tries, it trying to be arty? I don't, I don't think know because it
0: tries to do a tries to play up a lot of kind of horror tropes. And it fails at it, mm. um, and it introduces a lot of plot lines where it's where like Jillen trying to write a book about the artist, and so it's trying to kind of lay down kind of ground for for why these things might be coming to life, but it goes nowhere. Mm. And there's it's abs-
2: introduced really late as well, yeah. yeah. What's the movie but-
0: called Velvet Bussels? Velvet yeah. Bussels, why is it called that? Because uh, <laughs> for oh, that, the worst reason, oh, yeah, it's the dumbest thing is that Rennie Rousseau uh, used to be in a punk band called Velvet Buzzsaw and she's got a tattoo on her shoulder blade exactly. and she's like maybe really the, the third third that tier ah, really aye, because aye. the tattoo it will, it will. listen up. no 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 no, no. the fact
3: what he's just said like I, I already kind of know where that's I'll, I'll tell, going I'll tell you when we go, go
1: yeah. off air does the buzzsaw come to life
0: and kill him I'll tell you when you come off air yeah.
1: it
3: doesn't
2: it's, justify being the name of the movie in yeah yeah I, I was sense. under the Does,
1: impression that the rules of this thing is that if a movie's so bad that you know it's like just agreed that it's No, terrible. but I kind of want to watch fair it. Fair game. I, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't
2: say it's. I, yeah, I would say not.
1: Does Joel Hall's one. book have
3: a fun title?
0: His book never comes out.
3: Oh. What's the title
0: though? I, you don't know. You right.
3: it. Damn. It's not as good as uh, ter- terrorist hostage hostage
1: terrorist. Is that uh, your favorite, uh, favorite? No,
3: no. There'll be other ones. But Will there ever be there. a rainbow?
1: <laughs> I'm going to guess that's also Simpsons it's Mr Burns autobiography
3: yeah. <laughs> that's amazing
0: well, G- John Hall is really watchable is mm-hmm. it yeah he's, he's good he's, he's, oh, he's
3: good. Good. Uh, Tobias Fuke's at uh, the man inside me oh, Yeah, yeah <laughs> that
1: is good because even the cover for that is excellent yeah hey. do you not know, think it's
2: well like just the the art world is such an easy target. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. How so? It's just, it's, it's so easy to look at them and go, oh, they're so pretentious, let's make fun of them. Like, it's not really got anything to say, though, uh-huh. this film.
0: And that, and that is all they do to it. It's like, oh, look at these pretentious people. Yeah. There's also, no, like... no kind of if, if trying to get to the stuff. If the
1: movie is populated by that, then, like, that's that, the whole thing where, like, I don't really like a... Uh, Watching like Alan Partridge, I've softened on that now. But like at the time, it's that whole kind of the whole point of the joke is that it's awkward and Mm cringeworthy. But like it just means that you spend an hour and a half feeling awkward and cringing at stuff. I don't Alan Partridge. I'm laughing at him. An hour and a half of watching pretentious wankers. Okay. But then you get to see a lot of them get killed, and man, is almost really fucking
3: funny, stupid art. I love that in a film. No, I suppose yeah, that worked not. for Attack oh, the Block
1: no. because like, Attack of the Block was populated by dickheads and watching them get killed was pretty good. Hold
2: on, what was that film you made us watch years ago? Uh, Rules of Attraction? That's, That's a good one. movie. And they're they're all movie. terrible people though. Aye. That is
3: a fucking brilliant yeah, movie. Yeah, but it's a Brett Easton Ellis adaptation. Most folk in his stories are arseholes.
2: Cackle likes that. American,
3: American Psycho. There's not really anybody likable in that apart from uh, his secretary. Uh, what's her name? Chloe Sweeney?
0: fucking hate Chloe Savini. She's the only,
3: she's, she's only likable person in that. But you... you, she you must,
0: I think Chloe Savini must cost like 50p. <laughs> so like, she's in every fucking movie. Um, and like you just have to look at any independent film that comes out that she has a hand in it. Well, see,
3: that's my feeling about Rose Byrne because I'm just like, oh, who's played the mum? Oh, oh, oh Rose Byrne no, Ro- get to her, man. Ro- Ro- Holy Ro- shit.
0: Rose Byrne just does the jobs that Jessica Chastain won't do. Yeah, you said and that. And Jeff, and Jeff you said kept... that last week. You said that, that last week. week you said mm. the exact same thing. It's we saw good, you practicing this. It's a good, it's a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's on true that, though. It's fucking true. On that note,
3: Paco, how is instant coffee or no, whatever hope, the fuck hold, it was yeah, called? Yeah, hold, hold on, man. Hold I, on.
0: I get two more. Oh do you, sorry. I apologize. Two
1: more? They're multiplying now, man. You only had. No, on I had one. I'd
0: one, di- one more disappointment. One that was actually alright.
1: Right. But before that, Anthony Hopkins art. All right if well, you haven't seen it just google it because it's worth it it's some of the worst art you will ever see does he know this? no um, no, no, no no what it no, is no he talks about it as if it's like all fucking deep and meaningful like masterpieces. Yeah.
3: it's an American news commentator who I can't even mind who it is but he he's quite, he's quite political but he has Tony Hopkins on the show and Anthony Hopkins is kind of talking about how he's Showcasing, he's got a new art exhibition coming out, and you see some of the art, and it looks like ooh, a, it, ooh,
4: it, it ooh, looks like the it looks like this sort of shit like it a hundred year field. There's one with like an elephant, an a elephant pig, yeah. with like
3: its trunk up its ass or something. Like Those yeah. Yeah. in the night
1: of Can I see the man? It's all it's
3: and all it, bad. The guy, the, the guy's so like bad. sucking up to. Him. He's like, oh wow. I mean, so do you think like even like playing Picasso that maybe inspired you to just goes yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. Like, I like Anthony
4: Hopkins a lot. Not, I,
1: like I like, like Anthony like, Hopkins, but no shit is shit. I remember seeing that when like, the two of us watching that, and like we could not stop laughing. Yeah. For the I'm whole Yeah, I'm like, was oh, this a
3: joke? Because that is like that's the best comedy Tony Hopkins has done. But it's dead
1: serious. I'm like, man, fucking hell, really? That is also now going to be the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and find the one with the elephant. Yeah. did you see that to... weird video
3: Anthony Hopkins like he was taking like a selfie just jumping about the room yeah, like he was yeah. losing his shit I was like man somebody should
0: be checking right. him is he maybe just losing his he shit he might be losing <laughs> his
1: shit I, I quite like, like I remember he was saying like maybe he was just getting a character for Red 2 oh well no it was, Spoils, this, this was after this was
3: after Red 2 but I think Anthony Hopkins has kind of admitted that like he doesn't really take roles unless they're in, in a nice exotic location because it's kind of a holiday term. I'm like well you've reached that point in your career that nobody really gives a shit man
1: did we talk about like Nicholas Cage like apparently thinks that he's like a, a classic actor, like he's
3: No, he likes to think of himself as the West the the West Coast um oh, fucking Werner Herzog's muse. Uh, the fuck's his name. Uh, Klaus Kinski. Mm. That's what he likes to think as he a German expressionist how, kind of how thing. could he
1: not realise that he is the furthest thing from that?
3: Well, see what he said. It. I was like, well, oh, I see. You've always what... of Klaus Kinski movies. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Klaus like, Kinski movies. I was like, I see what you're you going for. You know? I can see you're going for Cage, but it just oh. doesn't. The thing is, in his head, it makes sense. But when you're watching it as an audience, you're like, I don't know why you're doing it. Whereas when you watch a Werner Herzog movie, like Fitzcarraldo or Aguirre Wrath of God, you're like, Klaus Kinski's just a naturally weird guy. It's almost like,
1: is that the wee blonde dude? Yeah, right. It's like that's a... what he's going for. Do you know he's, he's nosferatu and. I think it's, mu- it's more Hussle. to
0: do it's as much to do with the kind of the action ethos of a klaus kinski yeah but it's that kind of klaus is kind of like he was like a rebel of the scene at that time yeah but klaus K- yeah kind of like well, you need to stop saying his name what it's what getting in. to the point where it's just when, it's not making any sense when you watch his fi- like when you watch Werner mm-hmm. Herzl's
3: films or you even just see kinski in like interviews Every act, every, abbreviation there, Tommy every every time he's in a film, it's like it's not like he's acting. It's almost like it's just an extension of himself because he's kind of a weirdo. Whereas, I've, I've whereas said this in the past. Don't isn't man, but that thats is like
1: ninety nine percent of actors are just themselves? Daniel Day Lewis, he's one of the exceptions. <laughs> you know, uh, you know
2: that series on YouTube of like actors kind of going through the most iconic roles. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. yeah. Wired a variety. Uh, Nick Cage does one of them. I've seen it. It's. It made me kind of appreciate him more. Yeah. Like, because he... He talks about that. That's because yeah, I'm he, the yeah.
3: West Coast Kinski.
2: He he knows what he is. Yeah. And he doesn't care what people think of him. Like, and it's kind of admirable. Like, mm-hmm. I would watch that to just... A peek inside his yeah. mind, I suppose.
3: <laughs> yeah, I watched that. I enjoyed that man. There was a couple of roles
2: he didn't talk about. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. man. Willem Dafoe did one recently. And I think he's... He's so good. He yeah, is good. Like, even just as a guy. Like, it just seems like... Yeah, I, I, great guy said
3: doctor. I'm still yet <laughs> to watch the Florida Project, which a very good, a good film. Yeah. He's great in it, and yeah. then he's up for an Oscar for a Van Gogh film that he did this year. And I was like, "Fuck, I haven't even heard about that." But he's Van Gogh, and I do like Bond And okay, what's your other
0: disappointment movie? My other disappointment movie is 1978 Shaw Brothers martial arts epic, The Five Deadly Venoms. Okay. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Wu Tang Clan recently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and I was flicking through Netflix and saw that there's a lot of kind of Shaw Brother stuff there's a lot of the old Into um, the 36th chamber 36th chamber uh, that kind of stuff flying guillotine such classics so I thought I'd give five deadly venoms a go and it's a bit disappointing.
1: Is it? So I'm guessing just by that name alone, the Five Deadly Venoms is like the name of like five different like assassins or something. You are
0: that? you are correct. <laughs> um, the plot of it is the the master of the poison gang has has trained. Hold on a second, back up track a bit. Did you
1: mention the Wu Tang Clan because this is something to do with them, or just because they're enthusiasts um, of that? Wu
0: Tang Clan are enthusiasts that's, of that. That's of that the that that era. only Wu Tang
1: collet- connection here. Yeah. Right. Is it all the Wu Tang or just the RZA? It's, I think it's all of them. Like, I'm going to I guess. To say Man's m- probably
0: not. That I tip. want to say it's most of them, <laughs> yeah. but I know that it's probably not Recon because he likes cocaine more. So mm. probably that's, probably that's, they're not mutually exclusive. It's not like
1: liking <laughs> cocaine means you can't like martial arts.
0: No, I think I love that influence. Not speaking from experience. Had
3: you had cocaine and watched this, would it have improved the film. Do you reckon? Nah. Nah. Okay. Nah. Cocaine doesn't improve films. <laughs> Right, carry on then. So, <laughs> uh, the head right, of the poison gang, go.
0: Right, okay, so the head guy of the poison gang is getting a bit old, he's getting, uh, getting a bit knackered, doesn't want to do it anymore. But he's trained these five guys who don't know who each of them are um, because he's trained them one at a time. Where'd mm. they find the time for that? Oh, he's, a, he's an old guy. But like training, does that take like years and years? Yeah, but he's done it over the course of years. This guy's like in his 80s. Okay, okay. So. Uh, so, they've all co- got a kind of codename. First guy is uh the Centipede. They all ma- they've all got a mask with their thing on it.
1: Okay. Hey, hold on, do tell us the other ones. Poisonous Viper. Stim- wait, wait a
0: Can I tell you what the skill is? Yeah, go for it. Right, so the Centipede. He hugs people to death. No, he's fast. Right. really, really fast. Just mm. not why
2: like I associate it with the Centipede. Uh, really. I
0: know, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Number two oh the, some form the viper? of. Viper? The snake.
3: All right. Does he so do that RKO? Who
0: is also dead fast. All right. But he's agile and nimble. Uh, Hornet. Spider. Hornet. Uh, no, there mm. isn't no a spider. Hornet. Nope. Uh, Mantis. Nope. Mm. What other
1: things are like... Poisonous. Lime. Jellyfish.
0: Nope. Could be here for a while. Tiger. <laughs> tiger. I thought this was going to be easier. <laughs> uh, Poisonous tiger? I don't know. I'm What just world are
1: you, you living in? I'm thinking of fucking... Look like just... as if they're not terrifying enough <laughs> as it is. Like... I'm just thinking of... Our, our lead, I mean our you're just thinking that eastern stereotype, stereotypical animal. are centipedes poisonous yeah yeah. I didn't know that well sorry they're venomous mm. because mm. poisonous means that you get sick if you eat them mm. venomous means
0: that they can make you sick by eating yeah. you which is why them being called the poison gang is fucking <laughs> right so what's <laughs> so the number, rest of the th- number three is a scorpion uh, oh yeah do uh, <laughs> j- scorpions in Japan it's China whatever <laughs> Oh, racist. And yeah. there's our first edit. <laughs> uh, Number four
3: is. i number
0: four again. Eel. Oh, n- number four was a lizard. And his skill was that he could jump onto walls. Does he grow arms And kind of stand. Like as if he's like standing Is that
1: it? Like, Pound, Pound shop Spider Man? Oh. Yeah, Pound shop <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> uh. And
0: number five was the toad. Who's, ah. he, the, he was last back at
1: right. the name I guess someone likes him uh, was that a Power Rangers movie joke that you just made there no right
0: his, his skill was that his body was imperfect was unbreakable as I, toads I, I, are, you you know? every skin right okay so this old guy's taught t- all these guys are his martial arts skills
1: hold on this doesn't make any sense because toads are poisonous not venomous
0: This this film sounds like it doesn't make sense. It's
1: filmed I I suppose they might not have known the distinction then. (laughs) Um,
0: So all these guys have left. None of them know each other. Uh, However, they have all discovered that another former pupil has amassed a great fortune. So that guy is now in danger uh, from these five venoms. And he sends his current pupil to go and find out who this guy is. It's a classic setup. and So overall, he has seven pupils? He has had seven yeah. pupils. one current, six previous. Yeah. Uh, so he has to go and Question,
1: have you trained them all one by one? Like, are they progressively like different ages? Like, are they distinctly no, or did, did all look the same One age? on a Monday,
2: one on a Tuesday, and then just repeated.
0: The The Venoms, one of them is an older gentleman. The other ones range between quite a young one. But there are Right. steps okay, okay just right, can I carry on now yeah, <laughs> yeah The time tell you about this fucking yeah. problem, right? yeah. so long story short uh the, fu- <laughs> the Venoms find out who the guy is with the fortune they kill him uh, but some Venoms are good some Venoms are bad
1: then um, the wee apprentice guy goes on a revenge spree and takes him out one by one no
0: he, he works with the good Venoms to take out the bad Venoms but meanwhile it's that's, it's a very bog standard kind of martial art story. However, halfway through it becomes a film about police corruption. <laughs> oh man, man, I love it when movies do that. But it's just like, where did yeah, this come from? Because <laughs> like, you have the murder of the old guy uh, whose fortune they're all looking for and one good venom, one bad venom becomes embroiled in this and get arrested. You said this was disappointing but now you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first half of the film is this point. The second half of the film picks up. Yeah. Where it becomes quite interesting in the way you do things because there's like, I don't know if it's like stuff lost in translation because I was watching the dubbed version. I started watching it in Cantonese, but even the Cantonese looked dubbed, so it was really mm. hard to watch. Mm. So I just put it back onto the English and the scenes where they're questioning the guy about this murder and the guy's like no mate I'm not telling you none use our polis no none you're not getting you me. need to start dubbing these movies <laughs> so the kind of head, head polis guy just throws this thing on the floor he goes alright they bought torture him and they just start torturing him and then they go from did you kill that guy no mate get him tortured <laughs> and weird stuff like that it's, it's, it's alright it's not worth watching okay <laughs>
1: what, what was it? Was yeah. when it was alright
0: Yeah, I would Happy Death Day to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Is that also Groundhog Day-esque? Well, the first one, uh, the first film is essentially Groundhog Day with a serial, with a slasher. It's a slasher movie, but Groundhog Day at the same time. Uh, This one... uh, It's hard to... uh, I'm not going to say a lot about it because it kind of spoils things right off the bat because it drops you straight back into it. Uh, So if you haven't seen the first one, that's why
3: I never went and seen this. It was the only film I was like, oh, yeah. maybe watch it. If you, it, have, I I have, if you haven't seen the one. first
0: one, watch it. It's good. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. It looks like it's, a kind of trashy, easy it, looking it, horror. It's a trashy... It's a also
1: with a kind of comedy element to it. Uh, yeah, it's,
0: it's, a, it's yeah. a comedy. It's more of a comedy. It's the second one. I think it it's a Skaggy. It's certainly amazing, yeah. oh, more right, of yeah. a comedy. Um, it knows what it is and that carries through into the sequel as well where this one's more about them trying to fix the time problem because the time problem gets fixed so at the they're, the they're all one. stuck in like a loop no no just this girl right yeah well okay the second one starts it's not her but then it becomes her again it's not ground bacon cinnamon anyway um, some of the one of the twists is quite obvious but it doesn't break it Um it's it was all you. No, <laughs> oh, no. It's a Bloomhouse Blumho- Bloomhouse produced. Mm. Um, okay. You can see it's got a lot of their production value to it, even though it's a kind of it's a cheaper end of Bloomhouse. Yeah, uh, it's quite well written. There's some actual moments which are, they're, kind of going for a more emotional <clears throat> kind of angle to it, which actually pay off quite well, mm. uh, and that all it's stuff which is seeded from the first film. Mm. Yeah, it's a good it's a good sequel to what was a surprisingly decent little film to begin with.
3: See, Bloomhouseer wanting to acquire the rights to Hellraiser and
2: make some Hellraiser films.
0: I would quite happily watch a Bloomhouse yeah. Hellraiser yeah. film.
2: Same. Same, It's crazy that it took like thirty years for someone to make a slasher version of Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. like seems so and that yeah.
0: and that's one of the things about the first one, uh, which is quite good, because um, the whole premise of the first one you have to kind of sit there and think okay in this world Groundhog Day doesn't exist mm-hmm. but then they make a joke about it oh. Oh, yeah. uh, right at the end and it's not in a, a bad way it doesn't affect the film badly it's like alright still is it like really a, self-
3: oh this is kind of like that movie with Bill Murray in it yeah, or something. But, yeah but
0: she has no idea what that film is <laughs> alright okay so it's that's similar. kind of funny I, yeah. and they do another joke where uh, in the second one which is oh this is kind of like Back to the Future 2 and she has no idea what my future is, <laughs> it. and it's because of the character who she was at the start of the first film. Right, wouldn't really know that stuff. Mm. Right, but she's now had to be aligned with like the geeky folk. Right, so it's, it's I'll, I'll
1: try and get that one. Yeah.
0: What's your favourite time loop? A, uh,
1: media, not even necessarily a movie, but like, just something where like you're repeating the same or they're repeating the same cycle. Like...
0: I like that bit in Star Trek: The Next Generation where um, Worf goes, "There is a theory of the movies." Where the time becomes a loop. A loop. A loop.
1: Okay. A loop. That's quite specific. Mm. Uh, it's also part of an song. I couldn't think of one just now. What's, what's better? Groundhog Day or a live-die-repeat? I don't Ground- know, did, right. Didn't
2: call it that, did they call no. it something no, else? No, it's
1: called Edge
2: of Tomorrow. Edge of Edge Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, uh, Groundhog
3: Day, but you can't really compare them. One's an action film, one's a comedy. And both are quite good. Yeah, yeah. both of them are good. Though. Both
2: are really good. I might watch that
3: again.
1: That's yeah, so good. Also, shout out to Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. <laughs> 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 I feel
2: like you only asked that question so you could bring up Majora's Mask.
1: No, I was actually thinking I lived, I repeat. No, no right Edge of Tomorrow.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so is it
3: fucking Instant Family? Is that what we've got left? Yeah, yeah I think that's so. Pretty
0: much oh it. God. Oh, actually, just another thing about Happy Death Day to you. See, while I was sitting watching it, uh, uh, I think kind of come into my mind that watching Happy Death Day to you, compared to Happy Death Day, it's kind of like playing Resident Evil Two, oh. and doing your Leon campaign, and then doing your Claire campaign, where things are kind of the same, but just not quite. Mm. Okay. Enough. Enough has changed to make it its own thing.
3: Okay. Mm. Is Instant Family like Resi Two? <laughs>
0: uh, well, nervous,
1: <laughs> right, so I did not hate this movie It's mm. worse than I was expecting <laughs> I but expect it to be fucking awful It's still, it's got funny moments in it Like I laughed more times Than you'd maybe expect during the course are, of it Are they not all in the trailer? No Wow. Uh, there's like a, a few decent laughs in it, it It's got like the, the kind of problem where Nobody feels like a real person in this film. Like nobody is believable. Is like an actual person. Nobody yeah, was like a Hallmark film. So it's like, it's pronounced Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good. Nice, that's good, Alan. You should be writing these fucking movies. Hey, <laughs> mm. uh, but like, yeah, they do that thing. Like I was saying to Tommy, and no, I was saying to Neil. Sorry, earlier uh, before I, I kind of went out the the flat. it's like there's been another movie really recently that had the same issue for me where it feels like every single person and it was directed to just be kind of aloof I can't remember what the other movie was but Welcome like Welcome no. Marvin possibly hmm. possibly but yeah it's like that whole kind of just everybody just seems so kind of ditzy almost and just like really kind of right. just unbelievable as actual people I think it was Welcome to Marvin so yeah. I remember you kind of complained about that uh, but more so than that as well it's like other than Mark Wahlberg, <coughs> Roseburn, is that mm-hmm. name? And the teenage girl who I have no idea what her name is, isn't oh. it? Every single other pe- person in it is like so two dimensional. It's like the tiny, tiny girl that they adopt. Uh, all it is is like she just throws temper, tant- ten- temper tantrums. That's her only character trait. Uh, the wee boy is just like really fucking absent minded. Like he'll just like mm-hmm. get himself in injuries and stuff like that constantly because he just doesn't think about what he's doing and that's all he does for the whole movie mm. i played for laughs obviously but like, the dynamic between mark Wahlberg, roseburn and the teenage daughter that they adopt mm. like is actually pretty good and that's the central focus of the movie is like you know the, the idea that like she is getting to the point where she's about to age out of foster homes mm. and like they kind of see early on in they're like most people who don't get adopted before they kind of age out of that end up in jail or like addicted to drugs or dead within like two two years.
3: When you, when you watch the trailer, like you're like, oh, well, the crux of it is going to be the fact that she can't gel with his family, whereas the kids, the other kids are young enough where it's like, oh, they can still, you know. But it's,
1: it's it's more just, she has been like, se- like they've all been sent from home to home, but mm-hmm. everyone's that young. That but she's old enough now and she's a teenager. She's been like, sent to year. so many different mm-hmm. places and so many foster homes like where people are either just doing it for the money because like, Foster parents get paid, yeah. Uh, or they just ended up being abusive, or just they didn't care, or mm-hmm. you know, because she's standoffish, like they end up kind of sending mm-hmm. them back as if mm-hmm. they're fucking pets, yeah. almost kind of thing. Yeah. But what uh, happens
3: is the family gets through the middle like, after.
1: I I've not had a chance to look any of this sort of stuff up. In fact, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it until now. But I get a strong impression from this that the people who wrote it were maybe involved in the kind of foster care situation themselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because like it it, it very much comes from that standpoint of like getting people to realise that even the ones that kind of come off as being problem kids are that way because they've just so used to being treated like commodities or like Mm. being adopted because people want to feel better about themselves like how insulting is that to Mm. like kind of only be accepted at someone's home because they want to feel better about themselves mm. like rather than kind of want to be accepting of you like you know like the, the closest comparison it's one of the connections don't compare it with dogs don't compare it with dogs but like it's kind of hard not to but like when people f- adopt a dog or foster a dog or whatever the word is what rescue your dog mm. like a like they don't do that to make themselves feel better about themselves they do it because they want the dog and their family to to be loved, like you know, to be one of the family. Like it's such a, a weird thing that for humans, like that's such an easy thing to do is just to love an animal unconditionally because the animal doesn't have complex mm. human traits and, and stuff. It won't back. Yeah, so like <laughs> it it does have this kind of central quote in the movie that's like quite a kind of a good message out there, and like by the end of the film, it does become like a recruitment ad. Uh, it, I mean, it literally says here's a fucking link for a foster thing have you thought about fostering kids like it says it and then like Mm. over the title credits it's just loads and loads of real pictures of actual people with their foster kids you know so it's like that's that's an advert pretty much pretty Mm. much Uh, like with the the comedy trappings on it but like the the downside to that is that like it's not quite as cohesive a film as it could be with that concept you know it's like that's a good premise to have like there's like a lot of gray area there and like a lot of really kind of kind of awkward emotions like really kind of in-depth emotions to deal with with it and a because it has to be played up for laughs and then obviously because it is like a kind of recruitment thing as well like it also kind of has to have that positive message by the end of it yeah like it just ends up squandering a lot of the potential that it's got but I this this movie's kind of hammered home just how much of a sucker I am for that sort of broken family thing, where I I cried like a I motherfucker was totally going I
0: make a joke about that, and I thought I'll be the better person. No, go for that it. You brought up. Go for it. No, you cried
3: during this film. Yes. Jesus. I just
0: uh, I was wondering more so, are you attracted to these kind of films because of your because yeah. of not really having a father around. I
1: mean, partly I think it totally affects me more because of that. But like this one specifically, like I could not stop thinking about my uh, niece and nephews during this because like I don't get to see them mm-hmm. fucking ever, and like it does actually like really get to me, a uh, more than I'd ever have expected. Like because mm-hmm. I fucking hated kids before my brother had children. Yeah, if you're just
3: tuning in, this is uh, Raps in the Kitchen, <laughs> uh, not Doctor Phil, but uh, we've gone to that territory.
1: Yeah, but, like, like, this out. one like there's there's so many bits of like. It, it was completely cheaply written kind of thing like to be such an obvious kind of pulling at the heartstrings one it sounds like like, propaganda I I completely fucking teared up more than once during the course of the film man and like was that way where even towards (laughs) the fucking end where it just becomes so saccharine sweet where it's like just fucking kind of horrible to watch like when the, the little girl like still was like faced with a dilemma you know like being torn between two parent figures kind of thing mm. like i was totally fucking sitting there oh like does the real mom, mom come back the real mum comes back
0: oh that's, what uh, about about. that's like
1: that's like the third act is like that whole kind of thing where like they've all now adjusted to living in this foster home but like you know it's like a complicated baby. thing <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's like it's not as good as it could, it could have been like so much of the acting is just so off like it no one feels like a real person. No one. No, apart when, did, from, when
0: does Mark Wahlberg ever feel like, a real like the, person? The, the, the teenage daughter <laughs> manages it for most of the film?
1: Like she is like the standout in this. A uh, I again, like I, I, can see this being the start of like a really good career for her. Like she's like quite clearly a good actress. <laughs> uh, comes across as like genuinely likable, but also complex in this one because like she's the one that the the whole film really kind of hinges on. Like Wahlberg is the the name that. You know, draws folk into this, but it's her film really, mm. uh, and it like you know, it's like it really is a kind of her performance as well. It's the strongest one in it, mm. but like so much of it is just so cheaply done. Like just you know, there's no nuance to it. Like where there could be like a lot of it, but yeah, like I mean, this this that, like well, the thing I was gonna say before you kind of went off in that kind of broken home mm. tangent thing though is like I cried like <laughs> a fucking motherfucker in a Lilo and Stitch. When he leaves home and he's like in the woods alone, and it's like he's kind of just looking for his family and stuff, and then again, like, and this is one that actually made me laugh when I was thinking about it afterwards, like in
0: Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> I I know exactly, man. Like, I, I'm do you know, I'm so glad his next shit story is due to a shit film, yeah, because exactly. I have a story about crying, a really shit
1: film. But it's like that, that bit where like uh, Harrison Ford is like watching that guy who's like his surrogate son die in his <clears> arms. And like eh, the guy says it about the whole like you know you were always like a good fighter. Like, I don't remember bawling my <laughs> eyes out to that. And that's a fucking terrible movie. Like, you know, it's like kind of so like I'm a total sucker for these things. Like I've realised that now more so than ever, man. But like, eh, yeah, like this, it, it, this had enough moments in it that were genuinely funny, and enough moments in it where it was like that actually ended up being impactful. That eh, I did like it, but it's you would fucking hate it, you know, from start yeah, to from like start it. to finish. I'm, I'm you would glad I never that went film. to it. Mm. What was the
2: shit film that you cried at?
0: Well, listeners to this podcast will remember that I cry at a lot of films. But... I'm with you. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a soppy but, bastard. But um, the shittest film I've ever cried at was. Legally One Two. No, no. There's a bit in Transformers. Oh, fuck oh it. Yeah. worse than I thought. Yeah. It's the one where it's about like they're they're in the Knights of the Round Table. Is that, uh, Is that the last night or something? The last
1: night. Yeah. Right.
0: Transformers. The last night. Was it something
1: to the kingdom? Last kingdom. Some of that? No, it was. No. Uh, I think
2: it was the last night. Well, you're thinking of Fallen Kingdom. I think. The yeah.
0: World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a bit in that where, I think for three films now, Mark Wahlberg's been on the run. Uh, he's in hiding. Wait, another Mark Wahlberg oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's in hiding from the government. He can't talk to his daughter. He's had to totally cut off all connections to that world. And he knows now he needs to go and fight this big space battle that's coming with this big giant Transformer bad woman and that the world might end and everything's going to shit. So he takes that moment, he phones his daughter who's at uni. He he doesn't even speak to her, uh, but she knows it's him and he's just sitting there and he's got the timer going for how long he can be on the phone. And she's just going there, I know it's you, Dad, I know it's you. I know you love me. And I'm just like...
2: Do you know what's similar to that that made me cry but isn't a much better thing? In season two of 24 when Jack's on the plane with a bomb uh, and he phones nice. he phones uh, Kim. Kim Oh man And he's like
3: he, oh, even, but when but George Mason Yeah, oh, yeah. Even, oh. even though, best though that death he should be phoning
0: they're going this would have, that's none of this would have happened if you just stayed in the house <laughs> oh.
2: Watch out for that Kugel That's the best death
0: If you in, just did if in, you just, just did what you were told none of this would have
1: happened uh, Rose though awful Fucking she is rubbish he's not absolutely fucking awful uh, I got the impression of this as well that they did that whole ad lib thing again as well where like you know they were just some like, of the trailer does show like, that yeah. he, here's the fucking scenario just take your best Go shot away. at it and like the kids and Mark Wahlberg come out with some stuff you're like alright okay like, uh, like there's a bit where Mark Wahlberg goes on so much about a movie that I've now forgot what film it was, but like he fucking goes on about it for ages. There was like, this is clearly cool. like he did this, this wasn't scripted, mm, right? Uh, and it didn't really work. Uh, but like, every single time you can tell that they say to Rose Byrne, ad it's like the blandest shit that comes out of her mouth. It's like, mm. what's so that? A deer in the head, it's like, are out. you aware of what comedy is? So you just just mm. fucking tell a fucking joke, mm. just say something funny, one thing. Yeah, she was like the weakest thing in
3: Bridesmaids, but it's a funny film.
0: I don't even remember her being in Bridesmaids she's yeah. the weakest thing in X-Men First Class mm. and I don't
1: remember her being in that oh no was she not Moira uh, in yeah. that? Mm. Right. she Man. was pretty good I in getting to the Greek
0: yeah
3: we're alright that but she doesn't have a lot to do ah, she's playing such a ridiculous character yeah, as well she was alright in Troy but again
1: I, yeah. I don't remember her in that either Fucking, I've clearly just tried to blank her out of because <laughs> uh, I like Troy I that, think that, that's a good movie as she's the one that wants to get with Brad Pitt really? yeah I mean, who wouldn't, right? (laughs) I I can't think of anything else to say about this film. Do you guys have any questions? No, No, really. No, really. No, no. 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 What's out next week? When is Captain Marvel out, man? I'm ready for another March. uh,
0: It's March. This week, it's. um, Oh, is that Cold Pursuit, William Neeson? Where he wants to go out and get revenge on somebody who's done bad things to somebody else.
1: Don't go down that
2: route. (laughs) Don't go down that route. It's a comedy, though. Yeah. Yeah. he looks alright. There's something else out uh, uh, on the basis of sex. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch watch that. What was that? It's a Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, documentary, documentary, biopic type thing. Army Hammer and Felicity Jones. Right, Mm -hmm. right, 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 right. I I
0: often Mm -hmm. wonder how Army Hammer gets work. I
3: like. He's Army Hammer. Actually, no charisma.
2: He's very tall though.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's
3: right. so, so he's like Kate C-B- C-B- Blanchet. Yeah, I liked him in "Calling by Your Name." Uh, Social network. Hoover J Edgar. You mean? Was that? Was it called J? It's called J Edgar. Was it called Hoover? No, it's just J Edgar. What was it? Social network. He's great in that. Yeah. He's almost like they want. Yeah. It's almost like they want him to be Hollywood's next leading man. He just hasn't quite got it. He's also being the Yeah, he's the latest rumor. He's also got the fucking coolest name. I'd accept him as Batman.
2: I would I'd accept him as that I, I, could, I could see him as playboy Bruce Wayne I don't know right who the... would you
3: rather him one of the Jonas Brothers or Robert Pattinson probably Pattinson fuck off that is mental man he has an edge <laughs> to him
0: I think depends on how he bulked up
3: that's true what are you talk about his charisma or his physical <laughs> form babble It's yeah. fizz <laughs> you
0: remember to say like,
1: like just shortening the whole thing yeah <laughs> you love doing that. You love truncating words. It can
3: be fun, but again, Michael Schur and uh, g- fucking Greg Daniels—that's uh, down to them because they they do a lot of that in their comedy <laughs> shows, which is funny. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll watch that. There's also a Roseman Pike film out just now. It's a biopic about a, a journalist. Uh, that's oh, is it a photographer? The
0: fuck no, it's it nice. Thing. I think it's a normal journalist. Yeah, I mean, this,
3: a private war. Mm, a private is, war. I, that's is, out. And I, I kind of want to watch that because. Seem
1: kind of this is probably going to be the last week. The glasses in the cinema, mm-hmm. like having watched Unbreakable and Split, mm-hmm. and not thinking they were terrible movies, is this worth me watching, or is it the sort of thing that I can just wait for it to come onto like Netflix? You could wait till it comes on Netflix. Yeah, it's the it's, worst of the three.
2: Do you know um,
0: glasses down to one showing?
2: Yeah, think? I think, I assume you didn't watch the Red Letter Media review of it. No, but they sum up with. If you've seen Unbreakable and Split, you might as well finish it. <laughs> I mean, that's my thought on it. That is my
0: thought on it. Mm. Uh, there is a a showing of Serenity on Monday. Mm. Not the Joss Whedon oh, one. Oh, I'm very interested if, yeah, in this. It's been getting reviews of being possibly the worst film of the year.
1: With like a, the, just the most baffling yeah. kind of... They, End. they give Razzie's out to individual actors and actresses right mm-hmm. like Rose Byrne needs to get a fucking Razzie for that movie man She is so terrible you care who about was lists <laughs> was it Paul woven like he uh, accepted a Razzie or something he was the first person to actually do it
3: he accepted it for Showgirls um, yeah, Halle Berry and Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock Sandra who won, Bullock, yeah. who won the Academy Award that year also accepted her Razzie that year I think Halle he, Berry he, was
2: the same she won it for Monsters Ball and accepted it for
3: Catwoman, uh, Catwoman yeah. and yeah. she said like thanks to my agent for signing <laughs> up for this piece of shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: he was the first person to ever accept it. Though. He was
3: one of the. I think he was one of the first people to go to the ceremony and just kind of owned it. But <laughs> showgirls these days are seen as a cult classic. Yeah.
1: I don't really remember it. Uh, whereas Carol is not. <laughs> is showgirls the one where Jesse from Saved, um, by the Bell? Saved
3: by the Bell uh, becomes a stripper? She flops
2: around like a dolphin.
3: On yeah, Cal McLaughlin is doing her, and she does this really weird dolphin thing.
1: I think the movie I'm thinking of might be Dreamgirls. Oh, that's a one with Beyonce thing. and Eddie that's Murphy. That's like the Supremes type thing. Yeah. With... Right,
0: not then. You're thinking about uh, Striptease. Striptease. <laughs> the Demi oh, with Demi Moore.
1: Who the, who's the one that's like, he's a politician or something? Uh, striptease. Burt, it's Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. It's Burt Reynolds. Uh. Have you like, have you seen this film? Uh,
2: I think I watched it when I was too young and I was kind of like fast forwarding it because I was like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. Right. I don't remember anything
1: yeah. about it. Fast forward to the bits where you shouldn't be watching it. Either. Yeah, Demi Moore looks well, like, t-
3: incredible in it. And uh, to quote our mate Tito, is one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> there's
1: like that that in Congo. There's a bit uh, oh, wow, the where proposal a well, the best uh, ever T-Rot made. Loves there's, a there's, there's a bit where like a movie uh, movie Burt Reynolds. Reynolds is like in a yacht or something, or he's on a boat or something like that, and like somebody comes into his room and he's just like wearing cowboy boots and I don't think yeah, he's wearing like that, anything that's else, that's mm. and like he's covered in Vaseline. Probably. And the guy's like, "Why are you doing?" It? It's like, "No, it's like what what are you covered in?" The guy he goes, "Vaseline. I can feel it." Squidging in my boots, was <laughs> like, That's stuck with me. Yeah. For was that a in like, Cause can't, cause know, the Because I can because i in yeah.
3: Because in Boogie Nights, he just goes up to Mark Wilbur's guy, and was like, "Here you got a big cock, I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt Diggler um,
0: and <laughs> Fighting with My Family
3: is oh, also out like on Wednesday. I watched that, getting good reviews. I like Stephen Merchant, I like The Rock.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, check that out that, I mean I've got no interest in that subject matter at all but that looks alright
3: there's Stephen Merchant apparently he's made no bad film
1: there you go there you uh, go and uh, that's the show yeah
3: uh, so you can find me at, at vast destruction on twitter at raptors podcast where can
1: they find you Paco uh, at Paco R-U-K Neil at your mum's house oh, Alan
2: oh. Uh, super disco bacon mm-hmm. on things yeah. you're quite a, you're letterboxed I am. I'm a big fan, yeah. Yeah. Especially now that I don't have a podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's my outlet.
4: I've
3: uh, seen your big rant about how someone
2: had a go at you. <laughs> that was that was great, yeah. What was that about? Was it wasn't Bumblebee? No, it was my Aquaman review. Aquaman. That's Some awesome. what must have been like a t twelve year old Neckbeard. Yeah, create created an account on the site. Uh, a twelve year old neckbeard. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like just specifically to have a go at my review. Of uh, Aquaman and uh, it reads exactly like you would want. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I I read it. it. I was (laughs) like, (laughs) you would want fucking hell, man. I I, I did look at the uh, who's been listening to stats, Mm. and uh, this time the really weird thing is like we're getting people from Russia, and then when you look when you look further into it. They're all called user776892, user or whatever, since so Russian bots are now listening to the show. Mm, okay.
2: Uh, it was bound to happen
3: eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and you can find us on iTunes. iTunes,
1: yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah. Well, SoundCloud. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, yeah. The links are on Twitter. Uh-huh. I, it- like, this is a bit, I always find a bit weird though, like we would pimp out where you can find us, but if they're listening to this, then they already found it.
0: Tell your friends. I I almost hmm. put a post up earlier when I was on the bus coming over, uh, asking people for questions, right. to see. What, I've tried that to on see what, just to see what kind of response we would get.
3: I have tried that on Twitter. I have put like, "What's the best Joe Dante film out there?" sat there, and I, I get nothing. <laughs> I get I get only folk that I know.
2: Hmm. Um the time that girl from Glasgow Uni sent us an email.
1: Oh yeah, that was strange. That was yeah exciting. That was exciting. Also, there was another time where uh, I got recognised on the street oh, yeah. uh, because I was wearing a Raptors in the kitchen hoodie yeah, and the guy recognised the logo. It was like, fucking yeah. hell.
2: Wasn't it also a guy said, you're wearing your logo hoodie and a guy said to you, can I ask, what is that logo? And you're like, all chuffed. You're like, well, it's a, it's a film oh, podcast. Yeah. Isn't it? It's my part,
1: yeah. And he was like,
2: oh, I thought it was like a dinosaur themed restaurant. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. That, and did,
1: then, that did happen. <laughs>
3: And then we got a tweet from Marshall Artigue, the guy that rips. That, you, 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 love bring that? That you bring that up every yeah. week, Tommy? So good, so good, man. One of the films I love most, and I was Do like, "Do you know man, what the best thing about that story is? Guy.
1: Is that like precisely nobody listening knows who Marshall Artigue is?" Sorry he if he's listening. Like, I realise he might be a fan
3: because he tweeted us. Thanks, dude. <laughs> hey, who is he? Patrick Swayze rips his throat out in Roadhouse. Right. He's that guy. He's, all, he's the guy who goes, like, again, you remember in parts where it's like, I used to fuck guys like you in
1: jail? Oh, he's <laughs> that guy. So join us next week. Join when, us. Um, I, like, I want to give you guys an assignment. I want you all to tweet dealer celebrities and see if you can get a response. I don't know if I know. Oh, who, like, who's a dealer celebrity?
0: <laughs> Martial RT. Oh, man. Okay, I want you to tweet Rose Byrne oh, and see if God. you can get a response. <laughs> Like, saying what, though? Like, I don't want to just be abusive. Like, how many
1: people are going to be abusive to Rose on the Internet? Here's a fucking spoiler. Definitely It'll be quite a lot. lot.
0: <laughs> and I've got nothing good to say to her, so... Wow. What? I have nothing good to say to d celebrities.
1: I think you should try and get a response from one of them. Like, there must be... I, I'll tell you what, one of my favourite celebrities, like, I will try and get a response from, and that is Cynthia Rothrock watch this space if I manage if I manage to get Cynthia Northlock to even acknowledge that I exist
0: a retweet doesn't count what do you mean a retweet I thought like get her I, to yeah to, she has I, to interact
1: Alan ask obviously what, clearly does what,
3: not know who she is ask her what her, her favourite film like. What, what was better no she
2: was in uh, China O'Brien What what's that is that film that they watched on Giant Bomb No Retreat No Surrender no uh, well, Ryan said she had a penitentiary body she's
1: got a penitentiary body <laughs> I'm not sure what that film is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those. Tiger Claw or One of those like terrible 80s action movies. Uh, know, she's like. the person who Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat is based on.
2: Okay. Wow.
3: <laughs> the person that got me, that was my nan. <laughs> she really
1: liked the Chyna O'Brien. <laughs> Chyna O'Brien is fucking amazing. O'Brien is, is like one of the best martial arts movies ever made. <laughs> not, Do you remember what our Nate's American Sidekick was called? Dope. Dakota. And on that note, I was very old.